G'day, we had a few guests on the show there tonight. Obviously, uh, you can work out who they are. They were all introduced. Darren came on. Uh, Trevor Warner came on. Nick from the Transport Workers Union was on there for a bit. Obviously, the Interstater and Barry Grimson was on for a little while. We had more listeners to the show tonight on the stream we could see on the app than we've had you know, ever. It was just a brilliant show and a lot of people interested which just goes to show how important the topic is and we'll be revisiting it down the track. Uh, we had a couple of little technical difficulties uh, with the recording tonight, um, so there are a couple of little gaps in the recording. I've cut the gaps out, uh, so it's not you. If you think, gee, I've lost track of what they're saying, it was because, unfortunately, something stopped. And when we had that many callers and we're trying to, you know, trying to hurt all the cats, I didn't notice uh, it had stopped recording there for a, a minute there at one stage. So sorry about that, but have a listen to what we have got. I think you'll get something out of it. And please feel free to email me, Mike at On The Road Podcast or Mike at On The Road Radio or editor at truckandlife.net.au or call me 0418722488, text me a message. And just remember, you can call in and have your say on the show or text in and have your say on the show as well, 0491825633. This is getting bigger all the time. And uh, we, we thank everyone that's listening. And look, we just want people to contribute. Have your say. That's what it's all about. Anyway, have a listen to the recording of the Wednesday Night Live show. And uh, don't forget, you can join us on Saturday and have a listen, and you know, we'll, we'll catch you then. Take care and drive safe out there, all right? Good evening, fellas. How are we tonight? No, you got a good evening, ladies and gentlemen of On The Road Radio. Well, you've done it now. I was just talking to you two. <laughs> You just said you're sick of me opening all the time, but I said I've got no yeah. choice. So yeah. over to no, you, Gagey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> right on, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to On The Road Radio, Wednesday night live session. We are going to get into in-depth topics. We're going to have a crack at the industry. We're going to revamp, remodel, reshape, and redo everything you've ever known about Chuck. <laughs> right or wrong? Jesus Christ. And what are we going to do after lunch? And uh, hey, Jesus won't help you. Right? <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Right? Are you your boys? See? See, that's what I was saying, Check God. Like, you, I wasn't saying you, I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy because you're always open. You're always opening. And so I just thought I'd let you do the lead. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've, uh, I've had a very big day, gentlemen. A uh, very big day on the media commitments. I'm up to all about my number six media commitment today. So you've been, yeah. a, you've been a five be five today, mate. A five be five. Mm. One before ten or ten before one. Is, is that, that right? Oh, so I heard uh, you. I heard you interview ABC Radio. You five uh, five be five. I've seen the uh, I've seen the Facebook post and that where, where you reckon you need space. I've seen the way you drive, mate. I'd give you all the space I could. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, that's exactly how that should play out. You lot, I need space, right? I want. I'm in a committed relationship, and I need space from you two. It's been a great day. We've launched uh, the NHCR. We all need space to stay safe. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, look, it's been good. It's well well received. Well, um, well, yeah, well, very, very, very well received. Well, I got an email from the NHVR today. Mm. Oh, you haven't even been driving. Uh, no, I haven't been driving. No, a good email. <laughs> a good email. <laughs> it was a good email. <laughs> if you remember back in the NRFA conference we had at Wagga a while ago, how long ago was that now? Yeah, a little while ago. Yeah. A couple of weeks. A little, little while ago, a couple of weeks ago. Remember our old mate Sal Petrosito who uh, committed to do a couple of bits of advertising and, and we, we, we sort of we did a bit of that. Well, I got the email today. We're going to go ahead and do all that. It's going to be oh, based around the, uh, the overhyped trucks and tunnels and all that sort of thing. So, oh yeah, that is a very good point. Mm. Bit of a bit of an issue over here because blokes, for some reason or another, like to drive into tunnels with trucks a little bit too tall. So, oh no, you might. No, you're trucking height, they say. No, you're trucking height. Well, that's mm. actually Queensland Rail with that one, mate. So mm. that sort of so everyone seems to talk be talking about it. Blokes, uh, we say blokes, operators who. Uh, for some reason or another, don't know the dimensions of their vehicle. You know your dimensions all the time, but don't you, Yogi Bear? Yeah, I did. I was 5.2 wide and 4.95 high today, and I was 18.84 metres long. Good job you weren't going into the Sydney Tunnel then, mate. I know, I know, I know, I know, I don't. I, yes, I've seen, I have seen the pictures of people trying to go places they shouldn't be going, and uh, Mm. look, it's never nice, and, and you... No, like no, no, your limitations. No, your vehicle. I've been talking about this all day. Like know your dimensions. Know what your your vehicle can do. Understand where you are. Understand what's around you, and you'll be a much better operator for it. Of course, our old mate Tones from Truckwiz has got a, a bit of an app thing that happens. Uh, you know, giving a free unadulterated plug. You know, Tones, how are you, mate? He's still he's still with a bay going around in Tasmania. He's coming up to, we're going to see him up at Casino. Um, we are. Truckwiz has got that overdimensional stuff happening in that app now. So, oh, they, oh good. That's great. Yeah, that's good, so that's uh, all. Good space to be in. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's no excuse, really, I don't think, if you don't know your, oh, know your truck and Just, like, so this, that was where I was going when I said, remind me about NHVR. NHVR sent me a package in the mail the other day. And I thought okay. I sent it back to the PRT. Can I put this on social media that it's nice to get a nice package in the mail from NHVR? <laughs> <laughs> so I, got, I actually got a tape measure and a cap. It says yeah. on the space. Yeah, and that is fantastic. Like, measure your vehicle, people. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't know, measure it and find out. It, it's hard. It's not an easy mm-hmm. job to climb up there and do it. Measure some, you know, elements of how high you are, but know well, your vehicle. They've got these, they've got these laser things that they can sort of measure you with as well. There's a laser stick you can get on a pole, apparently. Yeah, hard work to see in the daylight. Well, I, I had a really good, like measuring extender tape. Yeah. Excellent, 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 yeah. excellent thing. And then one of my illustrious pilots pulled it out, and then it wasn't very calibrated. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll help you. <laughs> that'll help you a lot. So, so it's a bit of a pain in my butt, but anyway, it is yeah. what it is. So, so yeah, NHR launched there. We all need space campaign today. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we, you know, the idea of not lingering around a truck and uh, <laughs> the idea of, yeah, what's the blind, the whole blind spot campaign blind and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and all points in between, you know. So yeah. well, there's there's plenty of technology that can help truckers out with that these days as well. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, that's um, right, that's right. Now tonight we are getting stuck into we're going to lift the lid on the drivers' pay discussion. We've got uh, Nick from the TWU coming on about eight o'clock. I believe the interstate is going to come on. I believe. There are a few drivers who want to come on as well. I've certainly got half a dozen text messages. Other questions as well, like what about properly paid superannuation, all that sort of stuff. So there's a hell of a lot to talk about. Um, 0491 825 633 is the number. 0491 825 633 is the number. We appreciate all the text and everything. And look, if you're on the side of the debate that says I'm better off on a K rate, Come on, mate, and say, you know, tell us what you think. Tell us why you think you're better off. Mm. Um, if, you know, and the conversation needs to go around. We need to have people from all sides of the, of the, of the issue. There are going to be some guys who do reckon they're better off on the case. And, and if they are, well, I suppose there's room for that. I can never see how you ever possibly could be. Maybe you can change my mind. Come on and have a crack. And, uh, the tech guy, Craig, will, uh, will, will help you out. You'll even cut me off if I start to get rude. So why don't you, mate, Craig, you, you'd enjoy that. I've got no problem doing that. <laughs> I'm actually looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, you didn't even have to ask that. Yeah. No, no. We, we've given Mike safe words, but he doesn't seem to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to listen. When Craig says coconut... You wonder why you can't get people into the industry. Now, I'm going to tell you my example. It's, a, it's difficult to actually have a win, um, even if you are one of that, you're being rorted. I worked for a very large company, very shiny tractors, um, probably a couple, probably 100 odd line all drivers overall. Um, and I felt that their EBA was rather skewed in their favour. So I decided to take, and it was quite old, it was actually, it was still, it was still actually called a uh, workplace agreement. It was actually written before EBAs become the norm. Okay, well, what, uh, what is an EBA, bud? What's an, what do you... Enterprise bargaining agreement is basically e- where collectively... EBA, yeah, okay. I thought you were saying yeah. EBA, e- no, EBA. No, no, EBA, EBA. Okay. Inter- yeah, an enterprise yeah. bargaining agreement, which okay. most big right companies on. have got, um, got to be voted on by the workforce, etc., etc. Anyway, yeah. I set out to take this company. I, I filed the, the documents I needed to file with the Fair Work Commission. Um, I'd actually sought the union support the union had told me no, that they weren't going to support me. Uh, fortunately, one night, Tony Sheldon and Ron Crouch were both on an interview on Tony Delroy's Nightlife. And I actually oh, got I through <laughs> and I bailed Tony Sheldon up to support me. That was the night that neither of them could even tell you what the logbook hours were. 
I heard that. I remember that interview. Yeah, so I yep. got on that yeah, night I and I bailed Tony. I was in the East. Yep, when that was on. And I, and I, I bailed Tony Sheldon up and the union decided, because I put him on the spot, the union decided to support my application to the Fair Work Commission. Mm. Um, so anyway, I was I'd given a month's notice because I was going on to somewhere else that I didn't like. I decided to vote with my feet, basically. Um, I lodged the application at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, as required, I gave my, my employer a copy of it some two hours later. Um, and I was sacked on the spot. Here's seven days, here's a week, here's a week in loop. See you later, thanks for coming. Um, net loss to me, that case was, you know, $700 is probably about what I, I was probably taking home two grand a week then. I was paid $700, I had a new job to go through, so I didn't work for three weeks. So I probably lost six or $8,000 in the process. Then after that, the fun started. The phone would start ringing at two or three o'clock in the morning, unknown numbers. I received, I reckon I received about 10 death threats in the next few weeks before we actually went to the commission. Um, then when I started my new job, we still hadn't been the commission. I'd been there about three days, got a phone call. You drive truck so-and-so, I'm gonna find you in a parking bay. I know which route you're doing. You're not throwing our EBA out. Um, about three yeah, or four right. weeks later, yeah, what, we had our... What were you trying to change in that? You know, what what was there elements that you were trying to change in that or was it a complete shake-up of the EBA? No, there was only a few elements that I felt were unfair. For a company like that size not to be paying RDOs, I thought was reprehensible. Um, okay. they, they dressed it up. They had this great holiday pay system, but it only kicked in after you'd been there for two years. Whereas you would be paid your average wages whilst on holidays. Now that was supposed to cover for um, things like RDOs and everything else that you weren't being paid. But because yeah. of the staff turnover, they were a long way in front and I'd done the numbers. Um, only about 30% of all drivers got to the stage that they got this luxury of average wages whilst on holidays. So it was, you know, when you've got a hundred odd drivers and you're not paying them 11 days a year each, you know, that's 1,100 days a year. That's a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year that you're not paying. Mm. Um, yeah. their, loading was, their loading was skewed outside of the award. Long and short, I was successful. Um, their EBA was thrown out and you know, to this day, they still haven't put another one in place because they keep turning over drivers so much and they're as weak as water. They just cop what they're... But every driver now gets to that company now gets 12 RDOs a year that they never used to get. Mm. Oh, hello. Yeah. But what, it's just, it, is a, it is a difficult course to go down to try and get things fixed. But it does take some courage, but it's worth it. Hey, well, the whole thing's good, cool, on you. good on you for doing it. Like, yeah, yeah. The problem, that, the problem that you've got is that we, 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 we've got a union guy coming on in a little while 
um, long-distance drivers, in my view, have never really been well represented by the union. Um, they certainly sometimes uh, don't see things as an issue that we do. And look, I'm not going to bl- blame the union for that. Nick, Nick is going to come on shortly. He's going to have more than an opportunity to tell people what he believes the union strategy should be. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we've got to have a listen to what's being said there. National Road Traders Association have signed uh, a memorandum of understanding with the uh, TWU that they'll walk the way that the union does on the, on the things we all agree on and, and go their own way on things that they don't. So there should be more of that. We've got to come together on the things we agree on. One of the hardest things to get people to agree on is drivers' wages, but if the drivers' wages were fixed properly, then I don't think that they'd have the churn of drivers that they have. One of the biggest problems we've got is recruitment and tensions, and uh, one of the surest way to fix that is to pay drivers properly. The companies that are looking after their drivers aren't looking for drivers. It's as simple as that. I'd like to float, float an idea, and I don't know whether it's ever been discussed, I think long-distance drivers should be able to have a long service scheme similar to the building industry because we have one of the lowest uptake of long service leave of just about every industry because people vote with their feet somewhere along the line. It's either a safety issue that they can't get rectified, it's a pay issue that they can't get rectified, so we basically never get long service leave. Mm. How many people in the industry have worked 30 or 40 years and will never get long service leave? Yeah. Now, I've done the back of the, the beer coaster figures. You know, if an employer was to contribute basically $25 a week into a fund and they've got the mechanisms in place because the building industry does it, that would mean that every driver would get long service leave at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, well, I could draw it, down it, in... Yeah, sorry. Draw, draw down on it. What you're, you're talking about portable long service. That's what you're talking about. Portable... Portable long service, but it also means if a driver has an illness, he's got six or seven weeks up his sleeve that he could draw down on. Mm. Just like, as I said, I've done some research on the figures, and as an industry as a whole, um, the amount of people who actually receive long service leave in our industry, the long distance part of it, is, is one of the lowest industry sectors in Australia, right up there with cleaners. Mm. Yeah. All the, I mean, as I've said time and time and time and time again, long-distance drivers generally don't leave trucking. They leave employers and go somewhere else. And, of course, as soon as they do that, any entitlements that they may have accrued along the way evaporate. They're gone. And, exactly. And they're gone. They're gone. And it is a silent, it's a silent form of theft, to be perfectly honest mm. with you. There are, so many, there are so many different ways... Now, look, I am not ever going to sit here and try and draw comparisons between owner-operators and, and company drivers. I mean, owner, owner-operators have got no. skin in the game. They yeah, do I things agree. their own way, and they should be... You know, they take their risks, and they should get compensated accordingly. And I've got some fairly radical points of view about how owner-drivers should be treated. But yeah. having said that, um, I've, I've got some fairly interesting or fairly... Uh, common sense, in my opinion, uh, opinions about the way drivers should be treated. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, the interstate coming on tonight and having a bit of a say because 
you know, I, I hope that he does. I hope that he does come in. We've, we've invited him to come on, and uh, I believe he is going to come on. And what he will say is, uh, you know, basically in line with what I've been thinking for a long time. There is room in transport to pay drivers properly, and if we were being paid properly, then you know. The, uh, there'd be a few less uh, operations managers driving around in HSV Malus and all that sort of thing, but there'd be drivers out there that could afford to put bloody shoes on the kids' feet, you know? It, uh, the blokes should do the work, deserve to get paid for it, in my opinion, and we, we haven't been for a long time. Well, we might have to um, take go, can I there? One but... thought, one thought, I won't monopolise it. I've been along to the ombudsman now on three occasions on underpayment issues and never yep. been successful once. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, just a waste of time. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Anyway, yeah. But we need, we, need to ch- we need to change it. So thanks for thanks your call, Darren. Call so we've got, a, we've got a few people that are trying to ring in and do yep. some stuff. So, yeah, yep, thanks for that. Um, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll move on. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. What do you think of that, Mike? What do I think of it? Yeah. I, I think I think all sorts of things of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where would you like me to start, mate? I, I don't want to monopolise the conversation. I want to hear what drivers have got to say. Yeah. My views on all of this are well on the record. Yeah. Well on the record. <laughs> well, we've, had, know, I, I, we've had Trevor I, try to call in, so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll bring that. him in now. You there, Trev? Yeah, got you, fellas. How yeah, are we? Good. You pulled up. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just got a park. Got a park. To Illegally, be... I may add, given Ooh. that there's no government parking areas in the area. <laughs> <laughs> you can subtly, subtly rub <laughs> that <laughs> one in. Renegade <clears throat> trucker. Renegade of a high sort of like outlaw, outlaw trucker. Mm. Outlaw trucker one oh one. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So obviously, Trev, tonight we've got a bit of a hot, hot topic here on on how drivers are paid and wage theft in particular. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so what, in your view, what's the biggest contributor to the to wage theft? Well, back in as you as you all know, back in two thousand and nine, I went to the Fair Work Commission to vary the award. Um, but in a nutshell, to keep it simple, basically um, the K rate is entrenched in the current legislation. So to, to change that requires a, a massive task. And I've spoke to the union about it, and they, they agree that it's a, a huge legal challenge. So I honed in on loading and unloading, and and the travel allowance. So we don't get, we just get our forty bucks. And the the, the Fair Work Commission has said. It's not a travel allowance as such. It's a compensation for sleeping in the truck because if the boss gives you a, um, a dirty old donger out the back of the back of the yard, he doesn't have to pay you the, the travel allowance. So no one, no other award um, in, enforces that uh, if, if you can't get home for the end of shift, that uh, that you don't you don't get anything. You don't get any accommodation money and any food money. So mm. that that went in there as well, but. Um, initially, you guys would remember this, and I remember the, when I was doing my transport apprenticeship, the, uh, they just introduced the K-rate, because uh, what was happening is the guys, the drivers were milking the system, 
and all of a sudden when the K rate comes in, they, they got there two hours quicker. So, you know, and that was the reason that the boss brought it in. So we've gone from depot, depot, K rate, to um, pick up one, pick up two, do you do your trip to Sydney, delivery one, delivery two. So the, the journey's gone from depot to depot to now six six pay points, really. And we're still only getting paid for that that little slice <coughs> in the middle. You know, Bruce, when did, Bruce when did that come in, Chief? Um, like, what are the what are, what are the eras? Because well, we can we can understand eras. We forget stuff in the industry, and we can understand eras. Like if you're talking, you know, Ansett overnighters. Like you read those eras, uh, they were line haul drivers, and they were yeah. good at what they do, and they did the job. So then there was. But, the, but then you're looking at the freight task as definitely multiplied, X-fold, you know, from then to then. So, when, yeah, yeah um, what, is, the, what is the award as well? Do you, do you know what the basic single trailer award? At the moment, right, as of now? Yeah, look, it's for, a K, for a trip, K-Ray. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's 50, 50, 50.2 or 50.3 cents. And a B double yeah. is uh, is fifty three point two. That's just been updated this this month. So basically, it's it's sorry. That's more, that's the award. That's that's the award. Yeah. So <laughs> since I first got into the game, it's 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 probably increased one hundred and hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen percent to what it was back in the early nineties. Mm. Yeah. So so. so so fifty, what'd you say? Fifty point two cents for a single, yeah, and fifty one cents for a double. Fifty three, fifty three point two. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. So two cents, three, four, two three or three cents. Say three yeah. cents. Christ, say, say five cents. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. it's still no. a joke. So, um, still a joke. Yeah. So yeah, in that, I, sorry, Trevor, that fifty three cents for a double driver, though. How many? Mm-hmm. How many? Drivers, do you, do you believe it actually be on that? Um, well, if you if you're going through the if you're going through the, the social media, um, they're all everyone's most of them are all talking about they're just getting the basic K rate. So Brisbane to Sydney's nine hundred and fifty Ks by your by your K rate, and if you're just doing depot depot, it, it works out about the the same thing. And this is what this is what I put into the application to the Fair Work Commission. If you're just doing Depot Depot, Brisbane, Sydney, or uh, on K rate, or you're doing Depot Depot on hourly plus overtime, when you get to the 12 hour point, that's the crossover. Mm. So both drivers, either pay system will, will earn exactly the same. Now we're talking 100K speed zone. We're not talking PBS where you you're not allowed, you're pulling back to 90Ks because that changes the whole dynamic. But if you can do the speed limit, whether you do Brisbane, Sydney, K-rate or hourly with overtime, it works out about the same. But how many of us just do that? It may start as that and all of a sudden, yeah, you're doing, you're doing two pickups, you're doing two deliveries. That blows that theory completely out the window where you're doing a 17-hour day, maybe even 18 if you do, if you do a split rest break, 18 hours... You're only getting 12 hours pay, but the, the person on the, the 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 hourly with overtime gets paid for the full 18 hours because I'm sitting on the dock getting nothing, 
an old mate beside me who's the local guy, uh, or maybe a, a long distance guy who is actually getting paid properly. He's he's on uh, that time of night. He's on double time, so he's on what 40, 50 bucks, fifty, sixty, fifty, fifty-five dollars an hour, roughly. Oh, there's, All there's the plenty way of ways. Go on, sorry, Trevor, I shouldn't cut you off. Go on. Yeah. He's getting fifteen for fifty-five dollars an hour, all the way from twelve hours through to eighteen. Mm. And uh, and Muggins here, I'm sitting on the dock at Coles, getting nothing. Mm. So that's that's where it skews off into total unfairness. But there's plenty of there's plenty of ways to get ripped off, even if you're on hourly rate. There are plenty of companies out there that want to pay um, X dollars as a flat rate. And so oh, we're going to pay you hourly, mate, for every hour you do. But it's forty-four dollars for a flat rate, for example. Right? That's right. So yeah, yeah. you go in and work on Sunday, we'll give you uh, forty-four dollars an hour. Go to work on Monday, we'll give you forty-four dollars an hour. Work night yeah. shift, we'll give you forty-four dollars an hour. Do this, do that, do whatever. Forty-four dollars an hour. There are companies out there that also say because your logbook's only fourteen hours, mate, um, we're only going to pay you for fourteen hours, even if you do fifteen. Of course. Now, that's right. People say, how can you do fifteen hours? Well, you can actually do 17. You can actually be awake at work for 17 hours and take your breaks. Mm. But mm-hmm. they'll only pay you for 14 hours because that's the legal amount of hours. Of, and they use these little loopholes all the time. You know, there's plenty, right. of ways, there's plenty of ways to make it look right and still steal from your drivers. Mm-hmm. Now, we, yeah, we should run a course on but, this. But you, the, the, uh, you know, like a... a you know, a forklift driver doesn't get paid for the breaks they have, though. No. So you're still getting paid the hours you're driving. Work. So, Yogi, if if I'm sitting if I'm sitting at the dock, yeah, and I can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. I'm required to be there. Yeah, I'm required to be available to move the truck should they require it. Yeah, it's work time. It's work time. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if I lay in the bunk for an hour and a half and take advantage of that time to have a nana nap, write a letter to mum, you know, watch Pornhub, do whatever it is I want to do, um, don't choke, Yogi. But, um, <laughs> See how many coconuts? If we're going to have a realistic conversation, for God's sake, have a realistic conversation. Yeah, You're required to be there. You can't be anywhere else. You can't nick off down to the pub for a cannery, right? You can't go and have a shower because you know, most of these DCs don't have facilities for drivers to have a shower anyway. Yeah. You can't be anywhere else. If you're a driver, do you not deserve to be paid while you're at work? It's a simple answer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, owner drivers, yeah. owner drivers are an entirely different kettle of fish. Entirely different kettle of fish. Um, they, you know, they, yeah. they, they can do whatever they like. They've got the skin in the game. The driver's got skin in the yeah. game as well. But it's an entirely different, it's an yeah, entirely it's different conversation. I've, uh, yeah, just, I've, been, I've, been, I've been on line haul rates and I've been on work for a company that paid uh, line haul when you're on the line haul and local rate when you're on the local. So... I don't, but I've never questioned the money that I've been on. I've just done the job. And I know, too many blokes, too many blokes do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Isn't it? And then for ten years, I've been an owner operator. Six years prior to that, while I was working at a 
attractive dealership, where they, which they're not a transport company. Yeah. So they, so I was on, uh, I was on a, uh, um, a salary there. I was on a salary yeah. with that well, company. Here's a dirty little secret. This is a dirty little secret. The company that I regularly work for, I get paid thirty-four dollars something an hour, right? But I get time and a half. I get double time. I get penalty rates. I get RDOs. I get sick pay. All that sort of stuff. Now, I've driven the biggest trucks in the, in the world on public road. You all know that. I spent a while over there driving quads in the west, getting paid forty-four dollars an hour for every hour I worked. Do you know that my take-home pay in New South Wales? Driving a single is a touch better than driving those big trucks in the west. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> right? So, and, so and don't fly and, out. You don't spend eighteen dollars fifty on a toasted sandwich at the airport. You don't right. do anything like that. you pay hundred bucks right. for parking. You don't pay any of that. Yeah. You go home. You go home. And this is the point that I'm. This is the point that I'm trying to make. Now, you think about the difference in skill level required for a bloke to drive an ultra quad 215 tonnes on the highway and share the road with the people in, 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 the, in the world, right, to driving a single up and down the Union in New South Wales. There's a little Sorry, bit of a difference in the skill level. Well, you know, I had more close calls on the bloody road I've ever had on the Union. I've heard you talk about the training and signed off on me. I don't. I, I've not done it, uh, yeah. but I've done triples up there. Yeah. So I don't know what needs to be signed off up there. I don't know why that needs to be a thing. Well, I don't know well, what training you need. All I'm saying to you, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying anyone's done anything wrong. No, no. Don't, 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 think, don't think for a moment that I'm saying anyone's done anything wrong. <laughs> and no one held a gun to me and I went and did that because I wanted to do it, right? But what I'm saying to you is, is the reality is this. I get paid more to drive a single in New South Wales than I was getting paid to drive an ultra quad in Western Australia. And I've got the pace looks to prove it. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Right. Just, just, so, a, just a... Sorry. Go on, Kev. Uh, go for it, I was going to say, just to, just to throw in a legal terminology there, if you're on hourly with overtime and over in the, in the West, you have a... Um, you have a start time and you have a finish time. When you're mm-hmm. dismissed from duty, that's mm-hmm. when your pay finishes. Over mm-hmm. here on the east coast, you can do your you can do your 17 hours a day, and you can sneak you can be run out of hours on your logbook, and you're sneaking out of someplace in Sydney to try and find a, a hidey hole. Mm-hmm. Um, until you park that truck, mm-hmm. you're not you're not dis, you're not dismissed from duty. Now that's written mm-hmm. into the legislation. You must be paid. While ever you're on duty, until you're dismissed. How the hell? Well, I know how, but as as a as the Fair Work Commission, keyword Fair Work. How the hell did they sign off the long distance award and completely bastardise that word that that phrase dismissed from duty? Mm. You know, well, uh, 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 oh, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, what's yeah. that? You you were going to say something, were you, Greg? Oh, I don't. I don't find it unbelievable at all because of the way that the the, um, the par- parliament's lobbied by people that have got a vested interest in um, making money out of ripping yeah. someone else off. There you go. So, yep. so, yeah. yep. so the question the that thing. you've got to ask yourself at this point in time is: Who does the ATA represent? 
Who does NAP Road represent? Who does the BTA represent? Who do any of these associations represent? That's exactly right. And then, the drivers then, are out doing their job, and we haven't we haven't got a, a representative. We need someone like you know Jeff Sullivan, Brian Turfey, although Brian tried and didn't get the support. We need someone who's got the financial means, the the available time to go in and lobby on behalf of the drivers. Now the NRFA is trying to do the best we can in that area, and thankfully we did get three people at the um, at in Canberra a couple of weeks ago. Craig and Rod were in the in the rest area committee, so they're they're donating their time to to get heard to get the drivers point across. Now another issue where we got screwed up, drivers got screwed over as well, is back in about 2010, 2012, so that was, uh, in, the, in the Long Distance Award, in the Fair Work Act regulation, sorry, it says that if you're paid by the kilometre, you are classified as a peace worker. It's there in black mm. and white. Pretty well right at the start of the Fair Work <laughs> regulations. Well, we had a, a great guy go in there. I call him the, I call him the general. He went in there and he, he got a, a favourable politician uh, sorry, bureaucrat, who spent, yeah, okay, I can see that. They changed the legislation to you get paid super on all your kilometres that you travel because that's what happens if you're a peace worker. Mm. You know, our good friend Warren Clark and his cohorts went in there and said, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not right. That's, that's going to that's gonna send us all broke. And they managed to convince the ATO that super should be based on ordinary time earning. So if you take off in your truck, just do a 38-hour week, because that's classified as ordinary time, do a 38-hour week, they, they deem that you can only do 2,850 kilometres in that 38 hours. That's the national fleet average, right? So mm-hmm. why the hell is scheduling, scheduling at 85 and 88 kilometres an hour? Mm. So there, there's another yeah, what's your, we should be... What's yours? We're, we're 72 kilometres over here in the week on average. I think it's, well, I work out at 70 k's an hour. When I want to get somewhere, I work it out at 70 kilometres an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know what your average is over there, but that's with our roads and where we are in WA. Well, We've got an average of it, 70 kilometres an hour. It depends on what you do, Yogi. If I'm running down the down the back from Mariba through to Adelaide, I average about yeah. 80, 84. But you're on the wood all the way. It's a, it's, it's a tough trip because typically we got time slots down the other end where you got you got to get in and... If you don't get unloaded, you, you, you bug it, you sit there for 24 hours. So that's, yeah. that's 80, 85. If you're running down the, the coast uh, on the four lanes, Brisbane to Sydney, um, you know, we can knock that off in 10 and a half hours now. So, you know, you might be up, I haven't exactly worked it out, but you might be up at 88 kilometres an hour. So yeah. we're all in the, in the mid to high 80s, and yet the, 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 um, all the employer groups convince the ATO that, no, we, we can only do 75, so all the drivers are on 75. So if you're doing a lot of loading and unloading, you're actually picking up a bit of a bonus because you, you might only do, you know, 20, 100, 100 k's in, in 38 hours. But if you're doing uh, east-west or north Queensland or Melbourne, you could be, you'd be up in the end of the mid-threes, 3,500 k's. So mm-hmm. there's whatever that works out to be, 70, 70 bucks a week or something. It's a per driver that you're missing out on purely because the type of work that you've got. 
So it's grossly unfair. And the same as the loading and unloading, if you're just doing, like I do Brisbane, Cairns to Perth in 84 hours, in what, right. seven days or something, seven days or something, um, you're doing huge kilometres, but I could be on another job just running uh, Brisbane to Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, and you're only doing, you're going like a scolded cat all week and you're only knocking off 5,000 kilometres. But there's, there's also more subtle ways that you can lose, though. I mean, without, I don't want to steal too much thunder from guys we've got I know are coming on. Yeah. But, you know, here's, here's, a, here's a lovely little subtlety. We both work for the same, just hypothetically, we both work for the same company based in Melbourne, right? And, and we have to load, you know, we get our A trailer loaded at the depot, we've got to load the B trailer somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, a, there's a B trailer load to be picked up at Dandenong and there's a B trailer load to be picked up at Summerton, right? And the bloke who gets sent to Summerton gets away, he goes and loads and gets away straight up the Yuma Highway. The bloke that goes out to Dandenong to do the same thing ends up in Sydney four hours behind the other bloke, but they both get paid the same if they're on the K-rate. Mm-hmm. GPO to GPO. How is that fair? And then you'll find that the bloke that gets the load at Summit all the time is the same bloke that knows where to kiss on the controller's backside. Uh-huh. And it happens all the time. It's not fair. If you don't get any delays, um, I'm just trying to think. Um, I'm pretty sure Main Freight's down. Yeah, Main Freight is down at uh, down the bottom yeah, end we're, of Dandenong. We're, 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 so we're not going to talk company names, all right? Okay. Well, there's plenty of... There's plenty of Plenty of places that have got depots in North Melbourne, like Summerton and Epping, as opposed to to Dandenong, mm-hmm. and and it's the same up in Sydney. You've got depots or you've got drop points over at Port Botany, um, mm-hmm. and you have, and and down there down near Uncle Leo's. So, assuming that you don't get too many delays, just because by just because where your depot depot, you could be up to three hundred kilometres a week. Um, same truck. Same same company, same pay structure, and your three hundred k's difference between your pay package between driver A and driver B, just on mm-hmm. the, on that stupid thirty eight kilometre radius of of Melbourne City or, or what it, or the or the capital city. Now, yep. how the hell do they get do they get away with that? It's just the lobbying power of these of these lawyers is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so this is where sometimes a kilometre rate can have an advantage because you're actually getting paid to go there over the GPA thing. But, yeah. you know, is it still fair when you get there and you have to wait for your load and it's still ticking over in your day? So, as you say, Mike, you're still attached to the vehicle. If mm-hmm. someone says park up there and you've got to move up in the queue, well, then an hourly rate should apply. So even if you pay a kilometre, as soon as you stop, you should be then paid by the hour. So the, well, I, I believe there, there can be a mix around, well, of the two. There are companies around to do that. There are companies around to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this debate, we have to remember that there are companies around that do pay excellent wages. They pay oh, no kilometre no, rate. They pay hourly rate when it's needed. They pay super on on every dollar earned. Well, um, I don't know one company that does that. Don't you? No. I, I do. Do you? Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. They they are about. So we have to remember they are there, and I'd encourage people to seek them out 
as a driver, mm. if you want better, seek out the person who's paying the proper money because it is there. Yeah, but it's, it's impossible to find that out. You go and ask, you see ads advertised um, on Facebook all the time. You know, I, you know, I'm all the time having a look around, not because I'm shopping for another job, because I'm certainly not, right? But you, you have a look around and you see what's going on and, and, and someone will ask a question, oh, um, what's the rate? And no one answers. Mm. No one ever right? talks of price. No one ever talks, no one ever talks money. No one and ever, just, you know, it's almost a criminal offence to ask what I'm going to get paid. Mm. You know, and, 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 and the worst, and here's the, here's the best little bit, and we all know this to be true, tell me I'm lying, the flash of the trucks, the worse the money. Mm-hmm. The more as, a general rule, as, a, as a general rule of thumb, the flash of the truck, the worse the money. Mm. Now, can as I just mention the well, I'd hope not, but but I've been out too long. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't have an opinion on that because I'd hope you know people would be you know pride in their ride and pay to present. I'm not talking about pride in your ride. No, no well, you, you pride have, in your yeah. ride is an entirely different thing. When, uh, when yeah, you, yeah. If, you've, if you've got a shiny truck, yeah, and you've got a good. Like and they've got a paying job. I'd, I'd be hoping that people would be paid to present the company to the customer, so yeah. they'd, they'd be hoping to be paid well for the for the flash truck. You'd like to you'd like to think so. But I can tell you now, mate. I can give I can give you ten blokes phone numbers who tell you that they have to keep the truck clean as part of their work and don't get paid to do it. Yeah, okay. it's all supposed to be pride in your ride, mate. Yeah. Pride pride's pretty thin when you've been away all week. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, and you and you get home, and then you've got to spend five or six hours washing a truck, you know. Or if you get paid I, for I, it. I, I, no, sorry. Or if you get paid for it. It's all right if you get paid for it, but if you don't get paid for it, you know, where, where's that? Where's that there? Mm. You know, I, I mean, it's it's yeah. Like I like to walk into the house at home and 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 have a nice swept kitchen and the carpet. Back in, like a man doesn't get paid for it, yeah. But but we like it. It's a false equivalency, Yogi. <laughs> that is a false equivalency. Well, well more about is my work and my my presentation <laughs> of what I do, and you know, and I, I like well, it clean. I like it. I like to look after it. I, I would. And, I would, and who's paying your wages, Yogi? No, well, well, I'm thinking about back when I was a driver. Like I've spent hours on trucks. Because yeah. I like the idea of the truck looking good for my boss. And I, 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 I like the idea of when I was on general and, and on kilometre rating and going across Australia and all that, if I was picked out, I, and someone always told me this, the clean truck will always get the load. Yeah. So I, I, I like the idea of having clean equipment. If I was in a lineup of people to get a load, I'd have half a chance of getting a load. So I would spend my days off cleaning my truck. Mm. As a driver, I like the idea of it. Well, that's you. That, that's right. See, this is where we're never going to hit the nail on the head, are we? Because we end up with mixed ideas. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's pride in what you do, and and I understand that, Yogi, when you say you want to uh, have a well-presented truck. I'm no different before I even head off my own or somebody else's. You like it to be clean and tidy and, and that. And 
the thing is, though, there's differences on on how people can do that. If you can park it next to your house and wash it in the afternoon yeah. on Saturday and have a beer and it's all good and you're still with your family. Yeah, and kick the footy with the kids and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one thing. Um, but we sort of live in a world, too, where you drive for a company that's got hundreds of trucks and, you know, they don't let you take them home anyway, mm. but and you get out of it, someone else is in it. But there, there is differences in what, what we do there. But I do believe if you're at work, you deserve to be paid for it. If you want to take your truck home and give her a clean on the weekend and be proud of what you do, that's that's probably another story. And well, look, employers I, probably I should encourage it. Um, yeah. Well, you'd hope the employer would be paying for cleaning equipment and paying for maybe a wash and then go home and do a polish. You know, you do the polish and if they pay for a wash, I'd... I'd I don't know. Like again, I've been out of this. Well, I've probably been out of wages for sixteen years. Mm. Yeah, as such. So I've really got no idea what is going on and what isn't going. Mm. So there's some something else that we're not taking into account here, fellas. Let's just yeah. let's just say you get paid to go through a truck wash, and the boss says, "You know, I'm paying two hundred and fifty dollars out of the truck wash. You can sit there with the truck four or five hours, or." You know, I've been stuck in Brisbane for four hours trying to get through the truck wash because it's been like three weeks and I've just done two, three, four trips to Adelaide. It's, mm. it's filthy. Um, yeah. You don't get paid to sit there. But on the other on the other side of it too, the amount of driving that we do during the week, are we, are we going to put all this in our work diaries? <laughs> That's a work diary. You might want to do the work and you might get paid for it, but if you put it in your work diary, you get screwed over. Mm. Well, no, the, the thing is, you say the thing you say the boss can say to you sometimes, "Well, you wash it, I'll pay you to wash it, or you can take it through a truck wash." But I'm not going to pay you to sit in a truck wash. That's what you're saying. So your choice is, I mean, you're loading, you're you're talking about a B double, and we're going to have to we're going to have to get uh, Nick from mm. the TWU in here shortly. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're uh, being paid to wash it or having the choice to sit in a truck wash. Um, you know, I wait. If I've got to wait more than forty minutes of truck wash, I just don't bother. I don't know about you, but I mean, so, I don't got to waste my time sitting at a truck wash. Well, so oh, these well, are all the, these are all the things that 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 come back and bite us. You know, you, you, mm. everyone wants to be paid for everything, but when you sit down mm. and, and look at all the different different aspects that we do in this industry, and if we all want to get paid for everything, mm. um, it's yeah, it's there's so many moving parts. So with so many moving well, parts, are we actually going to get an agreement on it as to, to get it into an award or get it into some sort of legislation? Well, I don't know, but I did get a, did get a, we did get an SMS early before the show. Um, do you want to ring Nick up? Yeah, um, we might actually just have a quick break and then we'll come back into yeah. it. Um, yeah, we'll get back into it in a minute. Yeah. So thanks, Trev. For tonight? Yep, no worries, fellas. I've got to make a move too. I've got a time slot at the Port of Brisbane. Right, eh? Oh, you better get your act together, brother. You've got to be too. Right, eh? Yeah, great, great work. Thanks for the chat, fellas. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just so everyone knows, that was uh, that's Trevor Warner. He is uh, on the board of the National Road Brothers Association, and he was the former vice president in RFA. He also runs the Drivers Advocate Facebook page. And I would encourage you to get on and have a bit of a read. There's a bit of interesting stuff on that page from time to time. And uh, everything for Trevor is his own views. 
Yeah, it's his own views and it's his own, and he volunteers his time like everyone else yeah. in the NFA doesn't get paid to do what he does. Mm. And there you go. Righto, we're going to have a bit of Def Leppard here and we'll be right back. Let's get rocked, well, no, Mike. That's music because it's fully sick. Let's get rocked, Mike. Let's get rocked. Righto, we'll be right
We're back, everybody. What about you, Yogi? You back? Welcome, welcome back to On the Road Radio Wednesday night. We're peeling back layers upon layers of this little transport onion called tape. Mm. Is that you like that? This is what we're doing here, mm-hmm. and we're getting into some sour bits, we're getting into some sweet bits, and we're getting into <laughs> nowhere land. Is that you, are you like that? Or what? This is it gives you waffle some crap sometimes, can you? You really do. It's good coming out of your mouth. I know. I, know. Oh, yeah, I, know. I, just, I just want you to love me, Mike. I just want you to love me. I just want to oh, love you. Uh, story writer for Truck and Life, right? I oh, love you, mate. It's- I love you, mate. It's a man kind of love, though, all right? Yeah, right, oh, you two. Stop pumping your own chest here. Coconut. 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 <laughs> right, oh. Right, we've got Nick on. Nick from the CW. Thank you for coming on the road radio, mate. What, it's, where, it's great where, to be here. where? I mean, the big question is where do you and the CW sit? <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, so I'm still getting over the sweet part of the onion. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, I know. There is a good part in there, bud. There is a good there's a bad part and a good part, all right? right. So where does the TWU sit with wages, with what's right or wrong? You know, where where are you in that realm? Well, I mean, look, Yogi, I think that, that as a general proposition, one of the thing that, things that gets our goat up is that, you know, the transport industry, the road transport industry in particular, basically saved this country in the middle of COVID when, you know, everyone was locked down and working from home and all the rest of it. And everyone, you know, we had our guys getting things stuck up their nose eight or nine times a day and stuck at borders and all the rest of it. And it's almost like we get to the end of it and everyone says, thanks very much. And uh, that'll do. Can you now go back in your corner? And the reality is that, you know, we've, we've still had one of the highest rates of insolvencies uh, in, uh, in the transport industry. I think it was up 67%. Uh, on the financial year just ended in the financial year before. We've had 300, I was going to say seven, but unfortunately there was a, there was a tragic death last night of a truck driver uh, up in Freestone in, in, uh, in Queensland. Uh, 308 deaths yeah. in the last seven years in our industry. Uh, this is an industry that, that shouldn't be in crisis. There's plenty of money to go around. It's just that um, the, the people behind the wheel, generally speaking, aren't the ones seeing it. So we need to do something. We need to reform this industry. And I'm pleased to say... Uh, that I think this is now a, a genuine industry push uh, to do this, not just the TWU or a couple of our allies, yeah. but I think uh, different people that, that perhaps have, we have not always seen eye to eye starting to see uh, see a bit more uh, commonality with one another. Mm. Yeah, okay. There's, uh, there's a lot to say, though. I mean, it, it's not drawing too long a bow to say that um, long-distance truck drivers have sort of been the poor second cousins in the industry. Um, in my view, uh, we've had a lot of guys sitting around in distribution centres not being paid for the time to sit there, and that's been going on for a long time. We've had a, a number of representations through different things. I know that there's there are moves afoot with all the reform and you know, the, uh, the uh, fair work. Uh, people are trying to sort things out. I know that there are moves afoot with legislation to reform the industry. But uh, sometimes, Nick, it just seems like we're arguing the wrong cases. We're not letting, the, we're not getting to do the things that we really do need to do. Sometimes we look as, to me as if we're just on the periphery. 
I mean, I, I don't really disagree with you, um, Mike. I mean, I, I think some of the things you mentioned there with long-distance drivers and being stuck at DCs through no fault of their own and sitting there and not being paid and then probably missing the next window of the next job and not getting paid there, I mean, that's a blight on our industry. If that happened in any other industry, there'd be royal commissions about people sitting around for hours not getting um, not getting paid, and, and that, that, that can't happen. I mean, I guess our big hope here, um, Mike, is that... Um, with some of these reforms we're talking about, with, with fair work coming into the picture, uh, is that we can actually tackle some of this stuff once and for all, not, as you say, just deal with things here and there on, on the periphery. And, and one of the big things, and Senator Stirl has been, has been very, very big on this, uh, is to say that this time around, uh, whatever the, the, the reform looks like, it must be industry-led and it must be the people in the industry saying, this is what we need to do um, to, to fix our industry. Whether, whether we're talking about uh, conditions or we're talking about fatigue or training, whatever it might be, we need to get the right people in the room to have these conversations and actually get to the, as you say, the, the, the real issues, not just uh, the bits here, here there and, uh, and everywhere on the periphery. So um, that's what we're shooting for, Mike, is to deal with some of these really structural problems uh, in the industry that, that, as you say, don't always see the light of day and, and people are probably sitting there listening going, well, yeah, that's right. They're not. That some of the things that are affecting us don't even get talked about, and that's what we're hoping to deal with. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, the problems that we face, though, uh, they're not they're not they're not new. None of these things are new, and uh, we've seen a number of the things like we had Darren there talking before about EBAs, for example. What the, the I think the one he was talking about originally was called a fair work agreement. I mean, these sort of things have happened. Uh, under the auspices of, of uh, some, in some cases, I'm aware uh, of union guidance, um, and with, in some cases, union assistance, uh, and, and long distance drivers have seemed to have given away. There have been cases where we've given away things, and and basically not got a fair return. We've had the comment already about a portable uh, superannuation system that exists in the. Uh, in the building industry, for example, that we don't have access to in the transport industry. And Darren did point out that we've got the lowest superannuation payout of any industry in Australia. Surely that should be something that we can address. That is a concrete thing that could be solved. I, I agree. And unfortunately, Mike, I was putting the kids to bed, so I, I didn't get on to hear, hear yeah, what Darren okay. said, but, 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 yeah. but I can surmise from what you've, uh, what you've just said. And, I mean, again, I, I agree. And, and the, the point with all of this, of course, is it's not like the money's not there. It's not like these things just say can't happen. They just need the will to happen. Um, and things like portable um, superannuation or, 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 or the like, they aren't, they aren't difficult things to, to set up if you've got the will to do it. So I, I certainly think that things like that are worth exploring. But the point is that I think one of the issues, Mike, with the industry is that for decades, we have generally been at each other's throat, whether it's the team. Who are we there? No, I think he's gone. Oh, you've oh, him off. Oh, no. no. Don't know what's over there. We'll get him straight back, eh? Yep. Sorry about that, listeners. We actually had um, oh. had the interstate trying to call in there too. Yep. I hope he comes back. He might think we cut him off and don't want to talk to us anymore. Hello. Sorry, mate. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Got, I got cut off. I was, I was on a roll. Yeah, you were. I know. You the problem. 
you're going oh, good. We got Telstra. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly felt my phone vibrating. Went, hang on, what's happened here? I was, I was, anyway, oh, you still going talking to yourself? I was. I, that's that's yeah, why good. I thought it was good. sounding fantastic. Yeah, right. Anyway, we well, might might have to go that. back about fifteen seconds then, mate, and start again. <laughs> I reckon, the, I reckon the ADA might have been listening, mate. <laughs> they they tell me. Well, I must have been making some sort of sense if they intervened, I suppose. That's that's something. But um, oh, Look, no. I mean, I, I, I think the point I was trying to make is that we've now got the TW on the same side of the fence as the NRFA, as Nat Road, and some of these other organisations that, you know, putting it very um, diplomatically, we've not always seen eye to eye with. And I think the fact that we're there and that governments can see that means that we can actually achieve some of this stuff and the point as i said is so long as we're industry led we're talking to each other and saying what are the items we need to deal with that we have not dealt with for decades now's our chance to do it mm. Mm. well we've been carrying on about this so-called driver shortage forever Nick. my belief is that there isn't a driver shortage what there is is a respect shortage what there is is a pay shortage what there is is a shortage of people who want to go out here and do what we do and be treated the way we are. I think that if we reform the way we're treated, we get some proper facilities, we get some proper respect and we get some proper remuneration, then that might solve the driver shortage. A lot of experienced guys have just walked away from the industry because they can't put up with it anymore. I can probably name half a dozen. There's no um, pay difference, is there? Like I said, I've been out of this for too long. There's no pay difference between a, you know, a 20 year veteran, a 30 year or 40 year veteran to a five minute uh, truck driver, is there? No. And there's no gender difference either, which, which we shouldn't have. We, we don't, the gender shouldn't even be a problem at all. Yeah. Like if, no you, if you can do the job paid, that's what I love about the transport industry. If you can handle the job and you can do the job, you do the job. Get paid for what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. What, anyone that sort of comes at that is yeah, not not listening within the industry. It should be pretty well across the board. But so, what? what where's the incentives for a, a 20, 20 years? Someone like me, twenty six years, can handle myself interstate. Can handle myself local. Like to go on to better money interstate, or to go on to lesser money local, or to you know to, 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 to be encouraged into a good job. There are guys out there that are saying local drivers are getting paid more than interstate drivers. What do you reckon, Nick? I mean, I think that is right, and, and I mean, I, and I don't look. I don't know necessarily. Um, I don't have a, a quick silver bullet answer here to say, well, here's here's how you here's how you fix this. I mean, it it, it must be not inherently asking, not asking you for that, mate. No, no, we, we appreciate you coming <laughs> on, Nick. We really do. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not. Didn't think you'd, you'd think I'd uh, be able to come on and, and come up with, uh, with beautiful 10 second sound bites that it solved the problem. But I, I agree. It'd be nice if you could. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the way with the onion. Listen, if I'm back in a, mic, a month, Mike, I'll, I'll come up with 10 second quick answers for you. But look, I, I, I agree with that concept and and i and i think i mean even the you know even the long distance um guys we represent a lot of whom work for you know quite large operators that 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 make a fair bit of coin and have got blue chip contracts a lot of the time the conversations with them are oh we need to cut something whether it's this allowance or the kilometer rate or the or the you know the the loading unloading has got to got to get moved from um, you know, it doesn't cut in now till the two-hour mark or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is something that that just seems to be um, 
you know, a, 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 an issue that, that for whatever reason is, is particularly affecting a lot of the longer distance drivers. And once again, um, this is this has got to be when these reforms come in, and hopefully they will. And when we've got the opportunity, you'll all be sitting around the table saying, "How are we going to um, deal with some of these very difficult structural issues that have existed for decades?" Uh, I'm hopeful uh, that this is this is one of the things that getting the right minds around the table, we can start to we can start to work through. We all know there's no easy answer, but there's got to be an answer. Yeah. Hey Nick, yeah. can you just wait there a second? We've got a caller that's trying to come in here, and I don't want to cut you off. I want to bring you into the bring him in as well. So if you don't mind waiting there, I'll just add the caller in. So, Yagi, you need to talk for a bit while I do this. Oh, <laughs> I need to talk right, eh? Well, well what, do you, what do you... No, know? this is inviting you to talk, not me. Go on. Yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, well thanks. thanks. <laughs> 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 right, so... Oh, the imitator. Right, eh? Yeah. So someone's here. So we'll let him introduce himself. Yeah. G'day. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. And G'day. yourself? Not too bad. Yeah, just sitting here, just, um, just an in. Right. So we've still got Nick on the line too, I hope. Yeah. I, I am. I was on. I was very scared that I was. I got some bizarre ringtone for a while, but now I'm back. Ah, right. Eh? That's good. <laughs> how are you? Okay. G'day, Nick. How are you? Yeah, good. Sorry. What, what's your name? I'm, I think I missed that part of it. No, it's not my name. It's what I'm called. I'm called the Interstater. Ah, right. Okay. The previous yeah. Um, magazine. Yeah, yeah. Were you there in, on the 90, on the 3rd of March 2019 in Canberra? We know it's some in Canberra for that um, power they had up there with all the owners and associations and all that. I was up there with you boys up there. Uh, I, I think I I think I was. I remember being there shortly before the uh, the, the 2019 election. So that I. I I can't categorically say I was, but it rings a bell. We would have been there around about that time. Yeah, if you were there, I would have met you then. But not yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter so much. Um, I was telling the boys when I speak to them about the problems of the industry, and I, look, at the bottom The bottom line is, if people want to know what the problem is in transport, in trucking, they need to look in the mirror, and they'll see the problem looking back at them. You know? And the, the truck drivers are their own worst enemy. They don't listen, they don't learn, and, and they're just want to drive the biggest, flashiest truck on the road. So that's the number one problem. And the, and the second problem for the union, and, and that is that not enough people know what we do for a living. So if you don't know what someone does for a living, how can you represent them? How can you get the best result for people who do a job that you don't quite understand yourself? And that's one of the failings of the TWU in history, is that they, they've had all these interstate committees, interstate drivers committees, which I've been part of, and it's it's like pissing in the wind. It doesn't nothing comes of it, you know. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all, you know, let's feel good and all get dressed up in women's clothing and run around naked. But but you know, it doesn't achieve nothing because you know you got you got people who don't know that you know that they they look. You said, said just a minute ago about you know your a lot of your members are working for big companies. They've got big contracts, and they would have you believe that they've got the world's best practice, they've got the best facilities for their employees and their drivers, you know? So you've got to ask the question, why is it that no no, no transport company in this country has got the right sleeping facilities for their employees? You know, a truck driver, an inside truck driver needs a, a cold, dark, quiet place to sleep. And I'd find you, anyone to find me a company that provides that for their employees. 
you know, when I was the Scots refrigerator back in 2005, I think it was, I was um, sort of had a bit of a friendship with one of the ladies in management. And I was in Brisbane one day in, in the Brisbane depot. It all me, actually, halfway between Brisbane and Gold Coast. And I was up there sleeping in one of their pathetic rooms. The bed, the bed frame was, was um, metal and it was concave. So when you, if you laid on your stomach, you were, you were curled up like you was in a hammock, you know, like it was just a terrible sleeping quarters. It was loud, it was hot, you know, even though the air conditioner was working, it was, it was smoking, it was terrible. And the young lady that I'd become very close friends with, she was up there doing her job from Sydney to Brisbane and she wasn't given a, a, a room in the driver's quarters. She wasn't given a, a, an aerodyne with no engine off air conditioner to sleep in. She was provided with a, a motel room, which she wanted to share with me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an overshare that is. Uh, yeah, it probably is. But the point being that, but the the reason you know I say motel rooms is two single beds. That's fantastic. Good on you. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. It would have been yeah, funny, but yeah. I was such yeah, on the floor yeah. alongside her. But the the point is that you know we both work for the same company. You know, I would I would argue that I was more financially viable for that company than her because I made money for the company and she was an on-cost, you know, because the department she worked for, she um, she cost the company money to employ her, but I made enough money to pay for my, my way and make a profit out of what I did. So the point is that yeah. she was treated differently to you um, and, and offered a different uh, accommodation uh, yeah. simply because she had a different role within the company and uh, 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 not a driver. That, that's the point, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, if I went into the lunch, driver's lunchroom in Sydney's argument, though, there would be one ingredient missing. There'd be milk and sugar and no tea bag. Uh, or there'd be coffee and milk and no sugar. But if you went up and, and you had to get, if you wanted water, you had to go jump down, drive down the road and pick up a bottle of water. But up in the offices, there was, there was like, you know, I'd go up there to steal some milk and there'd be, you know, four or five litres of milk up there or four or five, two litre milk, uh, bottles of milk up there and no milk in the driver's quarters because no one cares whether the driver's got facilities. They don't care whether he, he can make himself a coffee or he's got somewhere so, cold and dark and quite the slick. I, I don't want to be rude, but I mean, I, and I, look, I respect your I respect your opinion all the rest of it, but let's, yeah. let's get on to the stuff. I mean... If you haven't asked Nick anything you can answer. So, I mean, I would like you to get on to what we've talked about in the past. Okay. Where we talk, where we talk about the guys that are now driving these A-doubles and getting paid yeah. a couple of cents more. Those sort of nuts and bolts things that Nick can respond to. Uh, I mean, well, so Nick, is... Nick, the thing is, Nick, truck drivers speak to me, want to know why it is. It's your car, you know, 50% more freight or 58% more freight in a B double over a semi, why is it only getting two cents a kilometre extra? And then when you move out of a B double into a B triple, your, your, your kilometre rate only goes up another two cents a kilometre. You know, So the company that you're driving for puts another A trailer in front of your B double. And he's towing 12 more pallets from one capital city to the next. But you're getting, if you were getting one cent a kilometre more between Sydney and Melbourne, you'd be getting another $8.30. But if you get two cents a kilometre, you get $16.60 extra from Melbourne to Sydney with an extra A trailer that's towing 12 more pallets. You're going up the hill slower, you're 90, 90 kilometres an hour slower. 
you know, you, you're, um, you've got more responsibility, more tyres that can blow, more problems, you know. But you're getting four cents a kilometre more than a boat driving a semi. If you've got a big triple on, you're cutting more than double the freight of a semi, yet you're not getting double the remuneration. Mm. Now, no one expects to get, you know, 45 cents for a single driver to get 90 cents for a big, for a big triple driver. But, I mean, so you're not going to get 100% pay rise or 100% more remuneration, why would you not at least expect to get 50% more than towing another two A trailers over and above a semi-trailer? Hmm. You know? I'd like to see, like, the Tarkata wall, currently, right now, a wall of shame of all these both driving road trains between Melbourne and Adelaide, Sydney and, and Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, a wall of shame and saying, well, these, these folks here, these guys that want to drop, be driving the biggest vehicles available, they're, they're the shameful blokes that are, you know, two years from now, five years, ten years from now, they're the guys that are going to, um, they're, they're putting in putting in place the wage theft that, that is now so epidemic in the industry because the road trains have been tripled. It's actually escalated from the right wage theft that we've been suffering for the last, you know, 28, 30 years since the speed has come along. What do you reckon, Nick? Well, this, 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 I've got to be honest, Mike. I was kind of hoping to hear the end of the great uh, love story that we started with there. But but moving on to the um, to, to to the more substantive point. I mean, there's one or two things that, that's happened here, right, in, in this industry for decades. And and if we're saying that from semi to B doubles, you're cutting 58 percent more, and you're getting, but the proportion you're getting is bugger all more. One or two things is happening. Either the company you're working for is 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 making a monster, and in most cases that's not the case, or um, the, uh, the the company they're working for, whoever's the top of the supply chain, are the ones reaping all the benefit going, this is fantastic. We have to pay bugger all more to cart to get 58% more freight uh, carted around the place. And, uh, and, and, you know, this is Christmas morning for us. And the problem is uh, that we don't have any, you know, enforceable standards uh, that can hold them to account. So hang on a minute, if you're going to reap all these economic benefits, how come the transport operator, how come the driver at the end of the day are not reaping anywhere near uh, the same amount of benefits? And, and this is exactly why we need reform in, in this industry because, you know, well, I might go through a very boring legal history lesson, but the, the, the reality is you're right. The awards for employees are terrible, particularly in the sense of long distance and the kilometre rates are pathetic uh, and they don't move very much between whatever sort of grade uh, of, of vehicle you're, uh, you're driving. And then, of course, there's other areas where uh, there are, um, you know, no enforceable standards whatsoever, and whoever's at the top of the chain can impose whatever contractual obligations they like. And now, of course, we've got this threat underneath us of the gig economy coming along. And at the moment, people think of the gig economy as, you know, people on bikes in food deliveries or, or delivering parcels uh, in Sydney or Melbourne. That's not what's happening overseas. The gig economy has moved to some of these companies buying up massive amounts of, of, of heavy vehicles and then just saying, get on this app. If you've got a license, either come on in and drive this or if you've got your own uh, truck, then get on this app and off we go. And they're going to try and uh, Uberize uh, heavy transport if we're, if we're not careful. And Do you think rates are bad now? Wait till that happens. And that's why we need uh, some uh, transport reform now and some enforceable standards that can be put in place we stop this race to the bottom because I fear that that if we don't do something, this ain't the bottom. The bottom is is a scary place that's yet to come, and those people that have been working for decades doing the right thing on the road uh, are going to either have to massively cut rates that they can't afford to cut as it stands, 
uh, or they're just going to go out of business. And I think, Mike, you mentioned it probably 20 minutes ago that that you know or someone mentioned that, um, that, that you know five or six good people who've just sort of said enough's enough at the moment, I can't make any money doing this, I'll do something else. And, and I probably know some of the same people um, you're talking about that, that, that have done that. And that's, that's why we need this reform to address some of these structural issues. Well, I can tell you now, Nick, there was, there was seven people in my family, all had the same surname as me, and we were all driving in at the same time. Quite, yeah. quite a unique record. And you know, I'm the only one in my whole family that drives in the state currently. Now, is the why is, that? All, is it because they've all given up the ghost and have had enough of it? Or what's all, a few of them have died off, but, but in the day that they're doing other things, they've gone into other industries and found that they're making equally, if not better, money for less work and less toil. You know, but uh, the question I'll, I'll put you come to mind. I've always and like I've always been a bit of an antagonist towards the union, and I'm a staunch unionist. I haven't been a member for about 28 years because they've, they've walked away from a, a few fights that they should have stood there and fought side by side with me. But the question's got to be this. I did, I did, I did a course, with, that was the very first EBA course at the TWU headquarters one. I was a bit, of, you know, arguably back in the day I was an expert on EBA, so I understand what they were and how they work. And I've always been perplexed and, and, and I'm trying to work out why is it that, you, that the TWU know who, who gets paid well. You guys have got the information at hand. You know who gets paid top dollar. You know, let's say, throw it out there, Lindy Fox drivers. You know, you can't argue. It's all the things people say negative about Lindy Fox. I'm the, I'm the firm believer that he pays good money. And he's always paid, every, well, except that they've made a few mistakes over history, they've always paid every cent that a driver's entitled to. Lindsay's quite happy paid in that money, right? So why, why, why would it be so hard for the union to, to go and get the best EBA you've ever signed off on, the best EBA ever, and then get that document, print it out, and then get the white out and take out every reference to Linfox Transport. And starting at the top of the food chain, go to every transport company and say, hey, guys, we're here. What is what is want, TWU? Well, we've got your new EBA. It's all written out. We want to give it to your drivers. We want to give it to your management. You can peruse it. But at the end of the day, we'll be able to sign that document. Why would we sign that document, TWU? Well, I'll tell you why you sign that document. Because once you do, you're locked in to, to fixed costs at the same rate as your competition. So what it does, it, it, although it doesn't, it stops you undercutting your competition, it also has a double whammy effect of stopping the opposition undercutting you. And you just start at the top of the food chain and work your way down to the boats got 100 trucks, the boats got 50 trucks, the boats got 20 trucks, and the boats got 10 trucks. At, anyone, at the end of the day, anyone that employs a truck driver to drive in the state should be, should be prepared to sign that document once they've, they've made aware that that document, that, that EBA, is actually going to create a level playing field, not unlike the like the the um, the uh, the um, RSIT would have done if we had a, had a different person running it than uh, Jennifer Acton. So, you know, why, why hasn't why hasn't TWU tried that tactic? Well, can I say two two things? The first is that, that let's let's go back to that um, EBA history without trying to bore everyone um, to death about this. But let's remember that when EAs were introduced, the TWU left the ACTU because we said in transport, what will happen is you'll move from industry standards, you'll go to EAs, and all that will happen is that the work will start fragmenting and we'll start getting standards that are lesser and lesser. And your Linfox lin of the world might always be higher because there's higher union density there and they've got more money than other people. But 
what will happen is that we will have a fragmented workforce where you have anyone between those being paid on the award and those being paid 30 or 40% above the award. And that's unfortunately uh, exactly what's happened sort of 30 years on down the, the, the enterprise agreement path. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say that we were history shows on, perhaps not on every battle you've just referred to, but certainly on that one uh, that we were right, which is why I think this government has, has said, well, um, we need to uh, we need to introduce some reforms. And the point of these reforms is to do exactly what you just talked about. The problem for me, if, if I went and did that and said, here's the Linfox agreement, here's the rates of the 30 or 40% above the award and all the bells and whistles, and I went to someone uh, up the road with 10 trucks, they'd say, well, I can't do that because the contract that I have with a big retailer or manufacturer or whoever, I went in on the rates that I pay currently and the rates yes. I pay currently yes. above the award. So yes. if I go in at 40%, I'll go broke. And I can't yeah, recover that cost, right? Which is why we need, to your point about, without going to RSRT history, but, but to your point, the RSRT was intended to deal with some of these things too, to deal with some of those issues. Now, I, I actually agree with you that one of the major problems was the wrong, that perhaps the wrong people were, were doing it. And anyway, we don't need to go into that history and cause everyone listening um, heart palpitations. But the point is we need a new, um, a new tribunal um, that, as per the Stirl report, this is exactly what came out of, of, of Stirling. Paid to fuel his truck ten times a fortnight. Five hours, of, ten, ten times he fuels the truck per fortnight, which is quite the five hours per, per fortnight. Let's say there's twenty five because you can only have a, a, a one or two weeks off a year because your your, your uh, holiday pay goes down to about less than half of what you earn per week on an average. So you can really only have two weeks annual leave. So better have, working for twenty six. Fortnights a year, you work for about twenty-four fortnights a year. So if you get if you're working five hours a fortnight for free, it's it's three thousand three hundred dollars a year. That you're, you're not getting paid. If you employ a hundred drivers and you're failing to pay them the three thousand three hundred dollars per driver that they're entitled to, you've got three hundred thirty thousand dollars in your bank account each year that will buy you a brand new prime mover for free. So your drivers are buying you one truck per year if you don't pay them to fuel your truck up. You're paying the, the local drivers to fuel your truck up, but you're not paying the interstate folks pulling up at the same friggin' Bowser, you know, fueling your truck. The other thing is, you know, the simple, there's, there's a couple of simple things that, that if you knew, if, if everyone involved understood what an interstate truck driver does for a living, there's a few things that are, because I don't deal with, I don't talk about or deal with the problems of, of interstate. The only thing I'm interested in is the solution, the answers. And I'll tell you something, I've had it for people say to me over the years, how do you stop, you reckon you could stop truck drivers getting killed of a night, how do you stop truck drivers getting killed of a night? You know how you do that? You take the headlights out of the truck. <laughs> Pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple, isn't it? If you take the headlights out of trucks, no one's going get, to get killed of a night driving a truck because they won't be able to drive a truck of a night because it's got no headlights. Now, that, 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 that scenario is, is just giving you the knowledge that... that as a solution, you know, if you want to stop truck drivers getting killed or not, take that out, they can't get killed or not. But of course, that's ridiculous. But that's where well, that's the path that my brain works down. Now, you know how to stop truck drivers, how to reduce deaths and carnage on the highway, and and and, and reducing the the accidents and the deaths on the highway. I'll tell you how you do it and how you pay them by the hour. What you do, you insist that the government, the RSR, the um, the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator, that that they where now you've got three pages on it for every day in the work diary. All they need to do is put in a fourth page. If once they put a fourth page into that work diary, and and they make it law, and they can they can 
saying that, that that's not their authority. They can't do that. They only have to go to the government of the day and say, listen, we've found a solution and, and, it, and it's going to work 100%. We're going to reduce the amount of deaths and families in this country. Once they make, make, put a fourth page in that work diary, that, work, that fourth page must, by law, be handed to the, work, to the paymaster. And that paymaster must, must sign, sign a, 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 what do you call it, when you sign an agreement with the government, say, I will pay every truck driver that is, whose fourth page arrives on my desk, I'll pay him for every minute that's in that fourth page. And what's going to happen? No one's going to lie in their work diary ever again. No one's ever going to do work off, off the work diary. They're not going to do a 16, 17, 18 hour day because first time they do, when they hand that paper the pin and they go, there you go, I've done 18 hours, I want to be paid for 18 hours. The work, the, 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 the paymaster's going to say, oh, sorry, I can only pay you for 14 hours or 12 hours because legally that's all you can do for this company. You can't do 13 hours in a 12-hour book legally, so I can't pay you for 13 hours. So I'm only going to pay you for the 12 hours that I can legally pay you for, even though you've done 12, 30, 40, 15, whatever. And then what happens? The next day, do you reckon that truck driver's going to lie in his work story? Do you reckon he's going to do more than his 12 hours? Do you think he's going to do more than his 14 hours? And I've had <clears> folks <throat> argue with me over the years saying, hang on in the state, if I haven't got a 14-hour work story, I, I, I wouldn't get home Saturday morning. I said, and I say to them, a simple, again, simple fix, simple solution. Well, if you can't get from your front door back to your front door on Saturday morning, you know what you've done wrong? You've driven too far from your front door. If you can't get back to your house on Saturday morning because you run out of hours, you've driven too far. Explain that to your boss. Say, mate, I can't go that far on this, on this day because if I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get back to Seymour and I'm going to have to park up in Seymour and have a 24-hour break on Saturday. Because I haven't got enough hours to get back to my house at Dandenong. Can't drop the truck at Leverton and drive back to my house at Dandenong. So what's he going to do? So instead of doing a double changeover, I'll do a is changeover any, at, at West Wylong. Is any of this stuff something that can be fixed, though? I mean, Craig's solution. Craig, you're, 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 I mean, you've, you've, you've managed more than one truck. Is any of this stuff can be fixed? I think there's some issues that faces that until the larger end of town change their practices that we're not going to be able to stop some of this. We, yeah. we live in a 24-7 environment as operators of, of trucks or owner-drivers or drivers that the customer expects us to be there on their doorstep when they tell us or when when Doesn't we've matter. we've had to book in weeks prior or days Doesn't prior. Matter. Doesn't but, matter. But if, if those... That's a mother, Craig. Can I just interrupt? That does not matter. It is not our job to deliver every single thing that gets on the back of our truck. It's not our job. It's not our. our we, we are not slaves to the trade. No, mate, we but you, you, didn't, you didn't. You didn't let me finish. So, what well, I was, what I was going to say is, if these places were open in a, in a more twenty four seven environment where a driver could actually get somewhere, delivery stuff, and go to bed instead of having to wait and wait and wait for them, then that the schedulers might actually be able to work in with some of this. At the moment, we can't. We've got places that expect you to be there, but they're not open on Sunday night when you get there or Saturday morning or whatever. So these things would enable a, a more efficient movement of freight. At the moment, you can't do it. How, how often have you been somewhere and you've waited for five or six hours? It's completely ruined your next day. It's put you out of hours and you can't get home. 
Yeah, but you're talking about the status quo. You know, you know the saddest words in transport are the worst, the most dangerous words in transport are that's the way we've that's all the way we've been always done. done it. Yeah, and, and and what you're talking about, Craig, all due respect, I, I don't disagree with what you just painted, but what I'm painting is no, stop. That doesn't happen anymore. You know, no, you know tolls, people have been bagging tolls and Woolworths and the DCs since Adam was New York to a shipping. And, and they're saying, well, a DC holds our drivers there, you know, for three, four, five, six hours before they start unloading them. And our interstate drivers can't sleep, and, and that night they're going outside, and it's not our fault, and it's the DC's fault. Why is it the DC's fault? Where does it stay in the contract? Anywhere. Oh, the interstate driver must facilitate that delivery. Nowhere. It, it, the delivery has to be done. But no one, this whole preposterous scenario of, a, of an interstate truck driver doing deliveries should have stopped when I, when I left Eastos 38 years ago. We used, to, we used to sleep across the seats like half open pocket knives. Mm. But you can't do that today, you know? We used to do deliveries all over the place and sleep across the seats while they're loading hanging meat or they're loading street ice creams or Peter's ice creams or whatever, you know, because that's how we got, we got, you know, we got our sleep. But those days are gone. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't. Like the other thing, um, um, I've forgotten your name from CW. The, the thing is, why is it that you haven't, no one has fought and successfully achieved a, a, a government directive that if you need a work diary, the minute you need a work diary, you must have a registered sleeper cat. Back when I was the idle shifting, if you had a, a, a logbook, and I've still got one here with, you know, with all the details on it. You used to have to tick a box to say that you've got a registered sleeper cat. So you pulled up in Maroolan or, or Seymour or whatever, and, or Gales, and they'd say, oh, is this a registered sleeper cat? Well, I've ticked the box, haven't I? And they go, oh, yeah, off you go. But there was no government stipulation on what a, what a sleeper box had to, had to entail, whether it had to have you know, um, insulation or, or a decent width, a decent, decent length, a decent height. They were just a coffin. You used to crawl through the back window of a, of a, 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 an LTL and defy any of the boys in this conversation trying to trying to do that today in the standard LTL rear win <laughs> window. Uh, you'd get in there, but you wouldn't get back out again. You know. So the point is, if you're if you're if you need a work diary, you need a bunk. And these blokes that are doing changeovers to Tarkata, to the South Gundagai, to Kiamba, you know, to, to Maxville or or anywhere you want to name that they're doing a changeover, and they're going out, they leave in the capital city in, in, a, in a, a truck to do a changeover or do more than a, a, the 100K limit from, from the, their place of employee, if they're going beyond that 100K limit, they should by law be required to have a sleeper cap. Because I don't care who you are, there's always a time where you need to lay down and be prostrate and sleep. I hope I got that word right. There's two words that sound the same, prostrate prostrate. So... You know, why hasn't there never been any fight and, and an achievement of getting that rule implemented? If you need a work diary, you need a bunk. If you haven't got a bunk, you don't need a work diary because you're not going to drive the damn thing far enough where you might need one. You know, why isn't there a fourth page in the work diary? Why, has anyone ever put it to you, to the CWU? Has anyone ever stood up and put their hand up and said, excuse me, how about we put a fourth page in the work diary and make that our timesheet? Our legal timesheet. So truck drivers can no longer do a 15, 16 hour day when they've only got 12 hours. Well, give, I, give I Nick a chance to, to answer you, mate. Well, I, I, I haven't put the oxygen tank on yet. I don't need to, need to take any breath in, so I, I can't stop talking. You know? Right, so right let's, let's let Nick have a crack here. Yeah. I'll sure. come in during the gap then. 
Um, I think I think that the, the to be honest with you, the, I mean, there's a lot of different points of raised there, um, mm. and there's a lot of points that have been raised, you know, since I've been uh, on here, and no, and no doubt in the in the previous editions of this um, of this show that I've I've um, I've listened to as well. The point, my whole point, the Tedovi's whole point with all of this is, you know, you ask you ask any truck driver, you know, name me ten problems, and they'll be able to name you ten problems. Straight off the bat, yeah. but then we'll all say, "But what are we doing about it?" And these are problems, and how do we? Do? And then we all come up with different solutions, and yeah. some of them don't work. All what we what we need. This this is exactly what the work Senator Stell did over the last, you know, three three uh, three or four years, is to say, "Well, we actually need a one stop shop where we can start talking about these things, and we can yeah. get the people round the table, like yourself, like NRFA, like you know, the the guys uh, hosting this show." Uh, to you know, to, to the things that they're interested in, and they think that they've got some um, contribution yeah. to make. To say, right, how do we deal with all this stuff? What do we do? Well, what's what's an industrial issue? What's an issue that needs to be dealt with through the NHVR? What's 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 how do we deal with this other thing? And and this is the point: is that because we have been divided as an industry forever, and we're always at each other's throats about everything, we have never been able to come together and say, let's actually try and agree on something that might be able to address some of the problems. It might not deal with everything, but it can at least address some of the problems. This is the first time um, in possibly ever, but certainly decades, where a lot of organisations and groups that have been at each other's throats forever have come together and said, we need reform. We have a federal government that is willing to actually do something for the industry if we're willing to let it do something. Mm -hmm. Let's get it in place. Let's get that... um, Let's get... Um, that body uh, in order that can actually make changes, either make changes or recommend to the government to make changes. And let's make sure it is by the industry and for the industry and led by the industry. So we don't end up in the situation you mentioned 10 minutes ago where you've got someone in charge of something that doesn't understand transport, doesn't know what they're doing, but you've got the industry saying, these are the problems we need to address straight off the bat. And this is the way that we think we should uh, address these uh, these problems and and let's let's go ahead and and set some enforceable standards that can deal with some of the things that uh, that you and others have just mentioned. So that that would be, uh, you know, I, I can't give you an answer to every different every different issue. But what I can say is, if we have a body uh, that we have that all of the industries involved in that, that cares about these things, we can work out what are the key things we've got to deal with straight off the bat. How do we deal with it? Uh, and let's go forward and do it. We just don't have that now. We just don't okay. have it. Never really had it. And this is the okay. opportunity, and we will blow it uh, if we if we don't all try and come together and give it a go. Okay, well, well let me just say this, and then just inform you and the listeners a little bit about this. Most people aren't aware that when there's, there's a tribunal about our wages, there are so many people at the table that, that most people would not even believe would be there. You know, like the Vehicle, the vehicle Body Builders Association gets involved with truck drivers' remuneration tribunals. Because why? And people say, what, what have they got to do with how much a truck driver earns? Well, their they're, they're modus operandi is they want to sell more equipment to truck owners. And if, if the truck owners are paying their drivers more money, they've got less money to, to buy their equipment. So that, they sit at the table and go, oh, no, you can't pay drivers more money. Oh, oh no, no, we won't agree with that. And what, what the hell? So you just, what you just said was, he's, he's been working hard for the last three or four years. Yeah, granted, I was involved in a couple of the things there, I've put in submissions, whatever. But why the hell was I coming to Canberra and I'm in the same room as the ATA and that road? Who are the people who are, they're the enemy. You know, why, why truck drivers drive for a company when, who, who 
their employer is a member of the ATA and that road, I'll never know. Asleepin was the enemy. If, 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 if truck drivers had the mouth, they had the knowledge and, and, the, and, the, and the, the information, and they understood that if they're working for a company, and that company is a member of Nat Roads, and that company is a member of, of the ATA, as the QTA, VTA, SARPA, whoever, they are driving for someone who is, who is in bed with the people that are keeping drivers remuneration low. That's one of the first things that needs to be stopped. I like what you just said about people like myself and Trevor Warner and, and, and Brian Turpy and, and, and boys there tonight, you know, Yogi and, 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 um, and all, you know, I'm part of names. All those people, yeah, absolutely. Get everyone in, the, in a room and, and let's start it out and then come up with, with the recipe for success and not involve our enemy. Not that, not to have the people there that, that, that hate us, that want us to, to be kept down. You with me? I, look, can I say this? I, I <laughs> you know, I don't think the ATA is ever um, ever going to be a friend of the of the TWs, and 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 I suspect um, most of the contributors, uh, if not all, um, here tonight. But I mean, not that I personally was a big fan of him, but but he was a very smart politician. And John Howard used to say, "Disunity is death." And I come back to this point that if we keep talking about each other like this person's no good and they're doing this and they're doing this, we're just going to fall into the old trap, in my view anyway, where we where we just keep at each other's throats and governments of either persuasion go, this is great because they all seem to hate each other. They can't agree even on on a basis to get together and try and resolve it. So the easiest thing for us is just to, is just to not do anything. Now, I'm not suggesting um, that some of the people you name, certainly the ATA, are suddenly going to ever... Uh, come in and sing Kumbaya. Um, but I think we need to, to extend the olive branch out to anyone and say, guys, do you want to reform this industry or not? If you don't, that's fine. Um, we'll put you in that corner and you can you can say what you want to say and not be part of the process. But but if, if you want to reform the industry, even if you're a bit sceptical about, you know, about what it is we're saying or what we're proposing because you got burnt last time round, Give it a go because nothing else is working. The industry is only getting harder. People have got less money. There's more insolvencies, as I said at the start of this, 67% more insolvencies than there were last financial year in the financial year before. And now we've got the gig economy coming uh, from below us to try and squeeze us there as well. We're getting squeezed from the top of the chain. We're getting pulled down um, from the bottom by gig companies. We need to do something. This is our best chance we've had in not only a generation, but in generations. So I think that as an industry, we need to come together, we need to support this reform, we need to say, right, once the reform is there, let's try and get together, let's try and get in that room and try and bash out some solutions to some of these long-term structural problems that you and everyone else has, uh, has mentioned. And we, we just, we, we need to do that. It's no point me getting on here and, and you know, name-calling and, and whatever else. That's not going to might make you feel good, but it's not going to actually resolve problems for, for people behind the wheel uh, out there. So I, I think that's what we need to try and do here. We, we just need to get behind uh, these reforms and we need to give it a go. Well, I'm telling you, what you, I think you just said, and so many times I've bitten my tongue trying to interrupt you out of respect. What you just said is, well, that's not safe without upsetting you. I don't I can't agree with what you just said. I can't agree with what you said. Right. Because what you just said was, Let's do more of the same. Let 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 let's keep doing. What's the taste? Well, well, I think yeah. that's the opposite. That's the opposite of what I just and said. No, actually. no, 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 no. You, you're just saying we've still got to get in bed. We've got to still hold hands with, and sing kumbaya with the ATA and that road. They are they are the stumbling blocks. They are the cock blockers 
that are stopping us getting laid. They're the people. They're the people that getting getting in our way. Yeah, in the corner. If they're in there, if they're in there, and they want to be a part of it, they, I, I agree. If you're there, you want to be a part. Bring something to the table. If you don't, well, we're going to have to try and move forward here because it's going nowhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're at right. I, I, I've been in that room. You know, I've, I've actually right. I've walked five miles in their moccasins. At the end of the day, these people are the stumbling block. They are they are corrupt. They are, and it's not name calling. It's just fact. These drugs no, are, no. Are, are, are stopping us. Achieving greatness, you know. You know. I tell you, there's an old saying. I live by old saying. There's an old saying. If you've got to go to work tomorrow and you don't want to, you don't feel like working and you don't want to do nothing, call a meeting. <laughs> call a meeting. If you don't want to achieve yeah. nothing, call oh, a meeting. I, I, you know, I, I, if there's I, one I, word, if there's one word that that, that stops men being great, that word would be meeting. Having another meeting like they've had for the last forty years or forty-seven years that I know of, with the ATA and that road and and their precursors, the NFA and 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 you know, Charlie's and the Rockazanos and all them, the Shepherd 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 and Constable, well, that's how they called them back in the day. You know, we've had those meetings. You know, we had Razorback. We had we've had the Albury blockade. We've had all those. And and who was who come up and got involved? The association, and that has just been the stumbling block of the TWU because the TWU haven't loaded their cannons before they've mm-hmm. gone into to fight the battle. They've just gone in there and and said, oh, yeah, okay, do you want to? Chuck some shells into the cannon. You can help us load it. But but what are they doing? They're, they're putting in blanks. They well, are the cop blockers. They are the people that are stopping us at getting to where we need to be. I, 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 we're all fairly passionate, right? And and I understand what Nick's saying. There's no point with the name calling, and I've got to agree with that. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's an affectionate name. Just, just to, hang on, Rudy. Draw a breath. The, 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 the fact, the, the simple fact is that we we do need to have conversations with people that we don't necessarily like or agree with. Now, you're never going to get an argument out of me that there are plenty of people in our associations who have got no idea what we what we're talking about. And I am well and truly on the record of saying over and over and over again that the drivers are the low-hanging fruit that always seem to be screwed. I've said it in the... If, if I could sit my ass on that red leather in the Senate, I'd still be saying it. In fact, I was lucky enough to have Glenn say it for me. Now, the reality of it is we have to talk to people whether we like them or not, whether we call them names or not. Nick and I could have arguments, I'm damn sure, about some of the things that have happened over the years. Absolutely 100%, couldn't we, Nick? Oh mate, I, I think we could we could probably have a month worth we, of radio shows. We could probably do we could probably do it. I could have mate. If I had if I had any of the chairman of the ATA on here, we could go at it hammer and tongs. I could go at it with Michael Kane. Michael Kane and I have had civil conversations. I've got a lot of time for Mike. A lot of time for people on the other side of the fence. But if we don't look at and take a pragmatic response and deal with the problems and talk to the people. You say that the ATA create the problems, you're not going to get an argument out of me. Some of the people that support the ATA are definitely part of the problem. And you say to me also that we've got drivers that are part of the problem. I totally agree with that. Darren that was on before said that there were people that wanted to drag him out of the truck and bash him to death because he wanted to get an EBA changed. The whole thing is a shit sandwich. 
I've said this over and over again. We've all got to take a bite. And what Nick and what the government are trying to do is get us in the room so we can have a talk and take a bite and hopefully end up in a better place. We're not going to get what I'm saying is, What I'm saying is you will not achieve nothing until you negate the ATA and NATRO. That's a plain and simple fact. Until you negate them, and the only way to negate them is to have all your ducks in a row by having meetings and, agree, and, and, drawing, and writing out your wish list and your achievement list without them being involved. Sure, at the end of the day, when you face the government and you're in a tribunal setting and, and you're arguing it out, sure, they're going to be in the room. That's not, I don't have a problem with that. I, if well, anything, I'll, I welcome that. But, but right, you're missing the right. point. You can't, you no. can't nut out a, a, a future plan with those people involved because there's no not a chance in hell those people will ever come down from the top of the mountain and, and agree to, to, to abolishing the kilometre rate. Well, Never I, had in a bloke say to me, I had a bloke say to me, not very much, I think it was earlier today, right, the only thing that's changed in the last 40 years in transport is the bloody date. Date, that's right. That's well, right. So that's why you got to. If you keep doing the same so thing, it's definitely we're, we're not doing the same thing. Now, what I want to say is, with them. This is the like we're, we're actually at the end of the show right now, so we're going to go long. I want to say to Nick, thanks very much for coming on, mate. You've been here for half an hour longer than that I asked you to be, and you've certainly, you know, uh, weathered the storm. Um, if you want to go at this point, mate, I know you've got a sick kid at home. I, do, I know that's true. So, mate, if you want to bow out gracefully at this point, no hard feelings. I appreciate your time. Um, I've, we've got uh, three mm-hmm. to four people that want to call in and have a say still, I know. Um, so I'm happy to stay if our co-hosts are happy. I thank you, Interstater, for coming on and sharing your opinion. But this is where we're at right now. It's a, it's a fraud subject. We're never going to solve it until we have a radio screen. Tonight, yeah. oh, sorry, Nick, it's up to you, bud, but yeah. Oh, look, I'm 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 happy to to, to hang um, fells, but equally, I don't want to I don't want to uh, take up the, the the time of your listeners. So I'm I'm happy just to, to to hang on, and if there's something you want me to respond to, something wants me to respond to, that's fine. Otherwise, I'll I'll let people have their say. Uh, yeah. well, can, I, can I throw a question to the indicator? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I I I've not been around for long. Like I've only 26 years in this game. All right, is there people? That are like, because you've got a little bit of gravel in your voice, you're a little bit older. I understand that. I'm all cool with that. Same with Mike, we're a little bit older. Is there people around that were thinking like we're thinking now 20, 30, 40 years ago? Or has it always been the way you're thinking about where the industry is? Has there been people that are trying to change and not, and not, not achieve it? Like, are, are we That's coming true. up? Well, we're trying to yeah. look at stuff on a different angle. We're trying to be yeah, pragmatic about it but we're going to come up against the hurdle. Has it been like that in the past? The answer to your question is, yes, there's been a multitude of a long list of people that I could give you, of, of people that have been in, been my forefathers. They've, they've, they've been out there fighting a the good fight. But it's always been a stumbling block because people want to be anti-Nancy and just walk around in their tutus and, and step around a problem instead of walk. You know, I, like I say to people, you know, I come from a different background. I, I don't walk through a door, I'd rather kick it down. And, and and of course, people say, oh, that's not the way to go. Well, being, being you know, squeaky clean, that hasn't worked in the past. So getting in bed with the enemy is a stumbling block that needs to be eliminated. And unfortunately, Nick, and all due respect to Nick, I'm not disagreeing with a lot of things he said. I'm sure he can get great. 
but that is what where the that is why the TWU has failed. That is why they've got less members each year than they've had previous years. And who argue that our, our membership is up only because back in my day there was only truck drivers and, and you know there was minimal other people in the same industry that were members of the TWU. So, you know, so the membership they've got a great membership and, and good following. I, I accept that, but. You know, when it comes to interstate transport, it is nothing like a local driver. And, and local drivers aren't the problem. I don't care what, what happens on, on local. I'm an interstate truck driver. I care about, about my domain, you know. And, and yeah. there's a, a thing that people in the transport industry don't understand that I've, I've written about, I'm blue in the face in my columns over the years. There's three things in transport. There's the freight company, there's transport companies, and there's trucking companies. And until people acknowledge those three factors, that's what you're dealing with. You cannot deal with a, tra- a freight company. You cannot deal with a transport company until you sort out the trucking companies first. Oh, and the truck- tra- freight companies don't employ truck drivers. You know, they, they, they employ someone to sit behind a wheel and operate a truck. A trucking company is what this is yeah. about. We're going to have to move on, guys. This is uh, We've got other people that want to come in and I'm trying to battle well, the text messages here. And people want to ask me questions and ask me questions. I'm sure. Yeah. So we don't have room for that on the on on our phone lines. So. Um, <laughs> you got me out. No, you're right, Yogi. <laughs> yes, you're actually one of the hosts. So I am, I am going to say. I'm happy to bow out to, to bow out gracefully. I don't want to take up your yeah. phone lines. I do. I do want to say thanks, Nick, <laughs> and thanks to Interstate. It contributions been great, you, but. But we do need to move on a bit here. We're actually going over time. Against, it goes what, against, against what Mike said today. Sorry, mate. It goes against what Mike said today, but that's okay. <laughs> I can see the right. I can see the writing on the wall already. No, no, mate. I, I'm happy. Yeah, right. Eh? We're not. We don't need to go down this path, you know. No, like, no, no. Hey, I, 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 I had a feeling you'd say something like that, Craig. Really? Yes. Right. Eh? Well, because, because if we're not, if if we want to. If we're going to achieve anything, we cannot let anything get in the way. You're right there. And but I'll tell you one time, thing. you got to stop taking the piss out of people that are actually trying okay, to do something. So if you want to keep on, on attacking people that are also trying to have a crack at this, it's not attacking? it's not fair to them. You, we're, we're all trying to put attacking? something else here together, which may involve people that you don't agree with, but... We're talking in the background with him trying to make a change. So, well, you, so you you've missed the point that I've, I've given Nick some fuel for fire. I've given Nick some pointers that he he'll be able to go away with and build on. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying I'm having a crack at someone instead of being um, giving you some, some good feedback? How am I having a go at people? How am I going to the only one I ever go at JJ in that road? And if people can't stomach that, well then. That's not mine. Well, you're not in your lane to me. But anyway, yeah, we like, do have to like move on, mate. Podcast on Saturday night, and, and it, was, it was two two and a half hours of, of fun. Like, what did it achieve Saturday night? If you're saying that you're, I'm trying to stop people achieving something. Well, what I asked, I put it to you. What did you achieve Saturday night? What what part of trucking did you change or, or, or talk about last Saturday night? Because I listened to that podcast, and I'm thinking to myself, these boys have got got it right in the palm of their hand, and what are they going to throw it away? I'm asking you a question. Well, we're I'm not, not, I'm not, not trying to throw anything yet. away. I'm asking you. Yeah. Well, well, well why, why, are you trying to, why are you trying to do what everyone has always done and try to stop a, 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 a progress? We're not. Well, you are. That's exactly what you're trying to do. Trying yeah, to, right. To shut me down. 
Well, I'm not trying to shut you down. I'm trying to give yeah, other people exactly opportunity. That's exactly what you're doing, Craig. Oh, let's, I be sure, oh, right. let's be clear on that. Well, you're trying to shut me down. Got, got no option in here. Sorry, listeners, for that. You there, Mike? Yeah, I'm just, yep. All right. I'm here. All right. Well, we've got to move on here. I might play a bit of a song here, and then we'll come back when I have a caller. If you're both happy to stay on for a bit. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, Nick, Sarah, and Austin, get a get a song on. Let's come back. Let's get into it. We'll go with a bit of music. <laughs> else off um but i've been out here unloading um they said once upon a time a copper they they, they were saying once upon a time a copper had to be six foot tall able to bash people um and all this today you've got to have tech skills once upon a time truck drivers we had to be big tough blokes who were ready to take on anyone um we had to be able to break laws we had to be 
and you blokes all know what I'm going to say, and everyone out there knows. You know, we've all done it, um, and I was probably the worst. But you know, all of a sudden, it's crashed around us. Where we see blokes today, the young blokes today, they're a different type of people. And I hate, I just hate, and I always comment when I look on Bookface when they um, when they comment on young blokes today. Well, young blokes come up in different eras. I don't. Don't go saying, oh, how are they going over to Little Sydney Arbor That's a lot of crap. You know, it, it, they don't go over it. So just get it out of your mind, you old bastard. Anyway, um, yeah, if you get where I'm coming from, with today, you know, you used to go on loads, and you hear blokes saying, you used to go on loads of and throw a bloody a load of spud. You know, it's not like that today. The whole world's changed. The trouble is, we haven't. Hmm. You know, we have not changed. We're still doing things the same way when it comes to uh, what we think about compliance. And, you know, when my boss told me um, we got to do 100 Ks, I said, what do you want me running off the hill? And I've been here 17 years. You want me running off the hill and jamming the brakes on? We had, and he's probably listening tonight, um, we had words over it. And like I walk, walked out and it's a lot, a lot of bull. But, you know, you got to do it because you get down the road, finally hit two blokes on uh, coming off Gundy Guy Bridge on Sunday afternoon and come straight out of McDonald's. Um, and look, fair dinkum, I thought to myself, God, you know. <laughs> so it's, Yogi, the whole, yeah. the whole, you know, we can all argue and we put it on Facebook and we're the only ones that see it. Thank God, you blokes, with your truck and life and, and your radio program, you've done such a service to us blokes. And, and I, try not to crawl to people um, because it's getting out the public is seeing it. Um, yeah, we've got you to know, change. We've got to, we've got to, as much as like Mike nailed it before, we've all got to have a bite of it, sandwich, and we've got to change. And we've all got to help one another through it. You know, it's, it, the whole lot's got to be rewritten, isn't it? From the top down. And, and you know what, Bob McMillan, um, I'm going to give him a kiss when I see him, uh, on the forum. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh got to go, got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already warning. Um, he, he got it right from the top down. It's got to change. You know, you know the big boys are just they just got to realise we've got to make it a different industry, so blokes can come in. I, you know what? As soon as bloke, you blokes probably saw it. I'd, I'd go through Bookface and have a look. And I comment if it's someone I know or something like that. I don't count comment on family things. Um, but there was a bloke the other day, he's driving the tipper and he wants a job um, um, driving on interstate. What what rate should he get paid? You know, all these smart answers. Like I thought to myself, well, I think he's had his license for 20 years. Um, yeah. You know, and blokes were saying, oh, I do it for the thrill. Well, you know, mm-hmm. if he's got a wife or he, he might have a husband. You know, and that's, I'm not being stupid when I say that, you know. <laughs> you know I mean that, he might have a husband. But, you know, um, they only put up, they don't put up for long and they go to another company because the grass are greener, you know. But it's just when you get a job like I've got here, I've had I've had 45 truck driving jobs since I was bloody 18 year old. And I've been here 17 years. I was at Comet 10 years and I was at Cootsie's for three years and I was at CSR for 10 years. So I had a few in between and it was always for the greener grass, better truck, Mm. shiny and all that. But unfortunately, with compliance and enforcement, there's other things 
that matter that are in there. Mm, geez. Mm. And you know the grass is always greener where you water it? Yeah. That's, this is true too. Hmm. Yeah, so, true, true. Yeah. Well. Just throw that okay. one in there. We've, 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 uh, so, yeah, we've certainly had a, I'll shut up, coconut, no, coconut. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was just trying to run on the grass, is always greener and get me onions growing well, but like if you're, if you're looking after a company, they're looking after you, is it a sliding scale with the wages? I floated this a few years ago, people are, are wanting too much for the money that they're getting mm. and I copped it fairly, fairly hard from people going, oh, this is ridiculous, should get it. So maybe if you're looking after the company, Giving them an hour less, they might give you two hours in return. If it's a, you know, if you find a good street and you're watering the grass, the grass is growing, everybody's mowing it, we're all taking a cut, and life is good. Mm. It's, I, a, it's a good analogy because yeah. I, you know, it, it is a good analogy. Good, and I've said before, and Barry's just said exactly that. The companies are looking after their drivers, aren't looking for drivers. Yeah, and never have. Yeah. One of the things we have here is such a a broad range in our industry where there are people that are um, subject to getting screwed over, whereas there are sectors of the industry where people are getting paid quite well. Yeah. Um, the companies are viable. There, there is a bit of toughness out there at the moment. But, you know, they talk about trying to attract drivers. Well, it's hard to attract drivers away from jobs that are really, really good. So mm. they're not going to leave. So you're putting that out there, you know, why would someone leave a great job? And and that's where we are. I'll throw one out there which will get some criticism, but, you know, there's also a need for people to come to positions and be willing to be trained, not not mm. to not to come there thinking they know everything and boasting they've done everything before they get there. You know, take each job as it is. They're all a bit different. And you need to come there with an open mind. Yeah, yep. even if you've been going for sixty years, you need to be trained. Yep. Every every new thing, and I think you said on one of your shows something about a new truck. Um, you know, you're getting a new truck today, and here we go again. The whole um, thing about blowing the smoke out the stack and um, and and just planting the foot and all that. If if you if you if you um, if you treasure your job. And you, you know, and you look, you know, you haven't got to be a super suck to treasure your job, you know. I mean, you're taking over your dollars every week, you know. You just look after your job, you know. Um, you know, it's different today. I mean, my my um, uh, cummins has got. I I had a, a higher horsepower, but I, I well, I'm nearly eighty, and I want to keep this thing going. I'm done a million k's, and maybe I'll retire. I don't know. Maybe JJ will buy me another one. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Um, you got a few you know, news left, Sleepy. <laughs> Today <laughs> we'll get a new another a, new truck out of here. <laughs> it's a completely different thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know you yeah. got a big banger, but it is a completely like you, you've got to think a bit bit about fuel. Like I got a um, um, six hundred in it now, but it's um, a economy one. Um, it pulls well. I mean, Pyro don't even get up near five hundred, um, even when I'm sixty eight in the middle of summer. You know. Um, so it's it's a good one for me to, you know, to have pride in what I get out of this motor, you know. Um, you know, that's that's where it's different today, where say I get an, a Mercedes, well, you've got to be taught how to drive it. Training, yeah. training, training. I think Mike bangs on about that all the time. 
knowledge well, is king. Mm. Well, you want to scoop, you want to scoop, Barry. This is something that you probably don't even know yet. So I'll, I'll just between you and you and me and whoever's listening. <laughs> I'm getting back in the saddle next week, mate. Mm. Next week. Next uh-huh. week. Look out. I've got to go. I've got to go down and, and uh, have a bit of a look there. And, and the boys in the workshop are going to laugh their ass off. Apparently, there's a daff sitting out the back. Hang on. I've got a butt in here. <laughs> what type of slippers do you have? In a DAF. And, and don't get me wrong, no, I've mate, driven a DAF no. and I reckon it was one of the most comfortable trucks I've ever driven. I'm going so. to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do what you talked about there just before, Craig. I'm going to have to do a little bit of retraining mm-hmm. and to, to, to get the appropriate footwear lined up. And, uh, oh, and I'm, I'll play the middle in here. Like a DAF has got a Kenworth suspension, you're running with your moccasins. They've got the ice horsepower truck. <laughs> They're pumping out into the market. They're on, they are, right, they are becoming lead, leader industry, Daff, and it is what it is. So there you go. You're all good so what do, what do you reckon, Barry? You reckon I should go with the Mockos, mate? Well, well. Well, it comes from their professional that it, that's what I've, you go with. I've yeah. always got to have a story. Back in about the 69, 70, a poor bloke lost his life up the top of Macquarie Pass heading to Melbourne. Um, right. And they had a benefit night in Melbourne for him, so... Um, I went to the, the benefit night and I won a Scania jacket. It was right. um, it was green and black, um, right. green sleeves I think. Anyhow, it sat in no, it was green, green and it had black sleeves. Anyway, so it sat in the wardrobe until yeah. you're talking about your shoulder, Mike. When I was yeah. offering my shoulder, JJ he said, "I, I think I'm going to get a Scania for you." And yeah. I, I I forget what I read. Anyway, uh, he said, "Oh yeah," and anyhow, he got me. All the bloody paraphernalia about it, and scan your hat, I think, and all this stuff. So I don't know. I was reading through it all, you know. Not that I was going to get a scan. I even got my old bloody jacket out that I, I've had since um, since bloody uh, 1970. Because a mate of mine, Dennis McGovern, he used to say to me, whatever you drive, you reckon it's the best truck on the road. And he used to have a shot at me about it, you know, because I had a dash once uh, when yeah. I was a kid. And, um, and I said, oh, geez, they're a nice truck, you know. He said, <laughs> and, and that was a bit of a laugh, but, but you know what? I like the DAF. I yeah. reckon they're 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 the American European truck. The DAF. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'm is gonna... I went and, oh, I went and picked sorry. one up at um at uh, Gilbert and Roach. No, not Gilbert and Roach. Um, Sutton's. We buy our trucks through them, I think. Anyway, I was there getting service, a brand new one. Oh, I good at and uh, yeah. I went and picked it up. Um, and Bobtail. They're mm-hmm. like, geez, they fray you around. You put your foot in the brake and you think the cabin's going over and all that sort of thing. But I, I'd say with a load on, they'd be a nice truck. But when you look over them, they they haven't got stuff shoved to you there like, like the other, the, the big bigger seller going on at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, they they're sort of put together well, I reckon. Well, I'm going, I'm going to, I won't be getting a, a new one. You can bet it'll be one of the old ones. And uh, yeah. I'll be just uh, I'll be just sort of tooling down the uh, down the yearn with the one little barrel on and, and uh, 
doing a little bit of doing a little bit of busy work, mate. That's what I'll be doing. Well, it won't bother so you because you'll be getting paid an hourly rate plus penalties plus overnights. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're going to get back onto the wages here. Okay, we, uh, getting paid super on on your on your whole wage. You'd be right, eh, Mike? Drivers are going down into truck driver stories. Are we we got any more wages callers? So we know we end up the wages or we all pull back half a coffee and we're all happy with the wages that we're not getting. To be perfectly honest, but to be perfectly honest with you. Yogi. You're going over time. You're paying me extra. Oh, yeah, mate. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you an extra meat pie when we run into each other. Casino. <laughs> I look. Yeah, we, we've gone over time. I'm perfectly happy to have got away from the the. Uh, I mean, it's just the wages conversation is a terribly inflammatory subject. And as Craig said before, look, and I know. I know there have been people listening. I've had more text messages tonight than you can poke a stick at, and I know you certainly have as well, Craig, because I've heard them going off in the other ear. <laughs> the, the, the reality of it is that it's not always who speaks or who texts or whatever. It's people that are listening, and I know that there have been a couple of people who have uh, skin in the game and been listening, and, you know, they've, they're, they're, they, they understand what's going on, the reality is uh, there are people out there that, that sometimes make uh, rules about trucks and do things that don't understand what we go through. Rudy's absolutely right when he talks about that. The, the, um, the, the reality of it is, is that we're never, ever going to fix anything in one hit, but we're never going to fix anything by calling people names. We have to walk the same direction on the things we agree on. And, you know, to, to that end, I would say to anyone that's listening that that's the way we should go and we should be walking in that same direction. I've got to thank uh, Nick for coming on. Uh, I did invite Michael Kane to come on. He would have, except he had family commitments and so Nick graciously stepped in. Um, I've got to thank Barry for lighting it up at the end. I've got to thank you guys for, for being on. I've got to thank all the people that have texted. We're going to go on and talk about this further down the track. It's something that we need to look at further. And I know that we've got a seat at the table. Uh, I know that we're being heard, but we do have to talk, but we've got to be respectful as well. Mm. And that's about all I'll say. I believe there are some right. great things going forward in, in this space. And, you know, Nick probably can't talk a whole lot about it, but, the, you know, the, the government at the moment, whether you love them, hate them, whatever, they are... There is a commitment there to the transport industry, and we need to work with it to to you know move why? forward. You know why? Because you blokes, and I'm gonna—I've said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. Use and and, and Bruiser, Gumba, you blokes have put it out there in the public. So, so you know, you've got people besides truck drivers texting one another or on W dot to saying to one another. You've got people out, out in the general public. I'd like um, a debate between um, you blokes and whoever's bloody in charge of all our, uh, our compliance and all that, I'd like to just hear what they say in a public debate and get the NRMA to be the, the, um, the judicator, you know, to be, be a classic. No one will come with you. No one will come the up. The NRFA? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 look, I, I, I would like to have a, a panel with people from every part of the industry and uh, and uh, like a, an open conversation, 
And that's what well, the government are trying... That's what Sterling and them are all trying to put together. That's that's the conversation we're trying to have. Once again, um, my next-door neighbour, who is an avid ABC listener, like me, and Mike hates mm-hmm. them, but I like them because they're both sides of the fence. Um, if yeah. you're for one side, well, you'll hate them. If you're for the other side, you'll hate them. But I, I'm for neither side. Um, my next-door neighbour, who was a school teacher and is about around my age, a young lady, she saw Rod's article in the ABC News about parking bay. Yeah. Right? So then there you have a woman, because it's out there in the public, you have a woman, and there's two vacant signs down the bottom of Wog Hill. I've already rang up to see... Um, what it cost to to get them, um, and they haven't got back to me to to put something yeah. on it. But there was a lady who was an ex girlfriend who's retired and got a very sick husband, unfortunately, um, yeah. who said to me, "Oh God, I seen that article in the in the ABC News on the app, like a, on your phone. Oh God, that's terrible about your parking place because I used to have her watching when she goes down the road. How many places there are for blokes to." To pull up because they originally come from Wagga, and um, you know, so you, you blokes <laughs> are responsible for putting it out in the public, and well, we, that's what we were responsible for in '79. And look at the look yeah. at the support we got from the public because instead of us whinging up and down the road to one another, which which we're entitled to do, you know, we, we are a clan. Um, the public learned about, and the public found out about the rorts were going on with big companies and bloody air freight and bloody uh, um, um, containers, what are they, uh, flexi vans and all that, they were called them days. So once they find out, they, you know, they're, they're, they're on your side. Whereas the way it is mm-hmm. now, we talk, all talk to one another, and this show you're doing wouldn't be because there would be people out there, isn't it? Um, and you're getting it out there, and you know, congratulations. Whether it matters for me, and I, I did a text to Mike the other night, the other day to that effect. Whether it matters whether I'm saying or not, just congratulations for putting the truckies' view out in the public arena. Mm. And there are a lot of other people listening in that aren't just truck drivers. So, mm. you know, we've got an audience that's greater than that. And one thing we have to remember in this trucking community that we need this outreach into every sector of the community so they understand what we do. You know, the the interstate is right when he says everybody needs to understand what we do so they can understand our point of view. So we need to keep on this path and that's what we're doing and and thanks for for saying that, Barry. We, you know, sometimes, sometimes what we do in this role is quite thankless, but we... Exactly, mate. Yeah. But we continue on. So, you know, getting into into people's minds that their milk just doesn't turn up in the supermarket. It does actually have a truck that delivers it. And not only that, there's a farmer that's got a cow. They've got to milk yeah. it first. Mm-hmm. And someone's got to drip, take that and put it in a bottle. And, and, and that whole process that people just don't understand. It's sad that that's the world we live in these days, that people don't understand where their food comes from, how it gets there. You know, they're only worried about um, when there's none of it in the supermarket. That's when there's a drama. It's probably um, like all this uh, um, consolidation of National Road Freighters Association, um, you blokes, Gunda, and all that was in sort of an infancy stage when um, when COVID first hit, first hit, and 
people, it hit people like a ton of bricks, the general public, because there was no bloody stuff on the shelves. Now, there, there was a tragedy over in um, in, the, in the freezer over in bloody um, Minchinby the other day. Les and I went shopping at Woolworths and there was no no uh, green grocers whatsoever, no green grocers, nothing, because they, they stood the whole show down for a day. I won't go mention any names. So yeah. they got no green grocers and there was, <laughs> there was nothing. There was a few onions and we had people coming. So... Um, we uh we had to go elsewhere, but you know that when COVID hit, um you know as I said, you blokes are sort of in the infancy stage. But sort of every program I listen to, as far as I'm concerned, is getting more and more professional. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, it, yeah, that's over now. But um, the general public <laughs> did, did sit up and listen, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we do what we can. Thanks for yes. coming on, Barry, and thanks for having a chat. And and you'll be looking out for me in the Dapomati, <laughs> swooping down to. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna well, just swoop down and back. If you see KJ tomorrow, tell him I took myself off the cliff. Yeah, and you know. Right, fellas, have a good night. Thanks. Right, thanks, brother. Thanks, Barry. Thanks. Well, for those of you who didn't put two and two together, that was Mr. Barry Grimson. He was one of the ringleaders of the Razorback Blockade back in 1979. He was, a, he was in fact, uh, Ted Stevens' right-hand man in that. And uh, I'm proud to know him. I'm proud to call him a friend. And uh, look forward to seeing him celebrated at the Hall of Fame when he receives the History Makers Award at the end of August this year. Um People like Barry have got a fair idea about where we've come from and where we are now. And uh, when he says to me, we need to talk and we need to talk to everyone, then I'd say you've got to be a buddy fool if you don't listen to that advice. Mm. That's, uh, that's that. So, mm. How are you going there, Yogi? You've been fairly quiet. It's been fairly oh, quiet, hasn't yeah, it? Look, for me, um, we, we spoke about this in a little team meeting off. Like it's... Um, I'm mixing a different world. It's just, it's, 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 you know, where I've been in the last 10 years is, is being in charge of my own destiny. And uh, if I don't like the destiny, I don't choose the destiny. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, I can I can be very, and I've loved every bit of this conversation. I really have. I, you know, I need to be across this stuff going forward and, and where we are as a, you know, in a role as on the road radio and on the road podcast and, and trucking lots. We need to be, you know, across every angle, and I think between the three of us and the, the years that we've travelled and the years that we've got under our belts, um, we can we can definitely hold our own. So it's been it's been good. The 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 thing of it is is that and I've said you know I've got some fairly radical points of view on uh, you know where where we should be as far as owner drivers go. I mean, yeah. I've said out loud that I don't think owner drivers should have have um, log books. Now, <laughs> how about throwing that cat amongst the pigeons? I mean, that's... Oh, if you haven't had a logbook infringement in 10 years, why mm. do you need a, a work diary? Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. You know, mm. like, there's no respect for us that have figured out our tired times, figured out where we are, figured out when we've got to go to bed, and between someone that's just signed up and got their tickets today, mm. there's yeah. no difference. There's no, there's no extra hours unless you want to pay money, but 
You know, mm. there's a whole other Wednesday night discussion. It is, but yeah, what, what other industry do you need a book like that or something like that to tell you where your hours are? Well, I mean, look, there's there's a whole there's a whole conversation we could have about logbooks. We could have the same conversation about speed limiters. We've had a lot of things done within this industry that we really should have stood up and and had a bit to say about, but it's all just happened because, as Nick said before, we've been fragmented. And as he said, when you've got someone from where Nick sits in in, uh, in the you know the political world saying John Howard had it right when he said, you know, divided we fall, you know, or if we divided we dead. Is 100% correct. Yeah. We are if we divided, we're dead. When mm. when when uh, the interstater says um, that people like the ATA don't have our best interests at heart, I got to I got to tell you, I find that difficult to argue with. No, you can't. You, know, you can't. You can't argue with it. Yeah. You know when you when you, when you hear people like uh, you're saying you know, like Nat Road and things like that don't have our best interests at heart, mm. I find that difficult to argue with as well. But then again, I mean, you can look and say, in all fairness, that sometimes the TWU, in my opinion, could have done things for long-distance drivers that they've been silent on for a long time. Example, the waiting time at DCs. Now, if my my brother wouldn't come on and talk tonight, and he wouldn't come on, I asked him, he wouldn't come on and say, um, come on, and he wouldn't come on and say. Uh, about anything about the union and his favourite thing to me is he's gone to the union with particular issues where he works and their union rep will say oh it's a grey area well and his answer to that well isn't it your responsibility to make it a black and white area and hmm. that's difficult to argue with as well um, you know? we, don't, we don't deal in black and white I mean grey we deal in black and white that's what we've got to do. well we've got to start dealing in black and white we've also got to start dealing in the fact that as I said before, it's a shit sandwich and we've all got to take a bite. Everyone. Mm. Because there's no there's no nice way around it. I've written this in the past. I'm on the record. I'm not saying anything I've never said before. And like we've all said before, someone rang, I spoke to someone earlier today and said the only thing that's changed in the last 40 years is the date. Yeah, that's pretty bang on the money. Well, we don't want it. We want to make some change here. And, mm. you know, if we can build an audience and we can build a, a following with the podcast and, and the radio and we we are going to have a crack at stuff, whether we, whether like I, I, as you know, gentlemen, some issues that you bring up, you know, around the industry, I don't sit well with, but we will yeah. bring it up. We will tackle it. There's people we talk to that, that I just don't think, are, uh, I don't sit well with them either. But we tackle it, we work through it, and we get it done. So, well, we've got it, we but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all sit behind the wheel. We're all, you know, we're all taking the same risks. We're all getting this, and we're all getting treated badly. Yeah. Uh, in some way, shape, or form. In some way, shape, or form, we've yeah. all got different ways of fixing it. Well, it's just another point there. It's actually we're all on the road. Everyone that lives in this country is on the road at some point yeah. through the day. Yeah, so. Hey, Every everything we talk about here, if it's a safety issue, you know, we talk about, you know, that that you driving a truck after twelve hours or fourteen hours, you're a danger to the public. Well, you know, that that goes also for for the person driving a car or a caravan or or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, be mindful about 
who you are on the road and what your responsibilities are. Like it's not just us as truck drivers that are supposed to be out here saving the world by not driving 15 minutes over your time. You know, we all have a responsibility to drive safely. Yeah. You know. We all need space, Craig. That is we all that's need what space. I've been talking about today. One hundred percent. We all need space. Mm. And so and, and I brought this up in a in a radio interview today. You know, like you, you can be you can be doing your, your, your nine to five job and you you know, you you're driving a forklift or you're being a plumber and you and then it's a long weekend so you pack the wife and the kids and the three bikes and the two dogs and the cat on the roof rack and then you leave at six o'clock at night to go down the coach because you want to get a jump on the long weekend. Why are you all over the road? Why are you putting your your family at risk? Why do you do that to yourself? So you've got a role to play in our workplace. We've mm. got a role to play in the workplace. Mm. Yep. Very true. Yeah, uh, mate. We right, so we uh, good job. Yeah. There you go. Let's, <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. I've got a little video that I've just been sent by our fritter. Oh. It's just landed oh, in the message. Landed in the message thing, mate. The uh, fucking like magazines are just rolling off the uh, off the press. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I've still got a few listeners kicking along there. We'll. Uh, oh, saw, a, speak, saw a couple yeah, of rig of the speak. month posters there earlier. They're pretty there flash. Is some, Information here that I'll pass on to you, good listeners of On the Road Radio. Saturday, 5th of August, Casino CBD. Mm. Casino Truck Show. Right, now, if you you must register your truck at Casino Truck Show online for www.casinotruckshow.com.au. Go and register the horse, tick the box. Get your truck ready if you want to be judged and really step your game up because what I'm saying at the moment for this massive uh, 10 year celebration is people are already washing the front of their diff. Mm. It's a big show. <laughs> it's a big show and you've got to have a big presence. Yeah. So we're, we, we've got we've got the glossy print. We've got the finest glossy print we could find for trucking life. Isn't that right, editor? Oh, he's gone. He fell off. Oh. He said goodbye. He didn't. He didn't. But I'll, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I'll try and get him back in. So <laughs> he might drop the mic. Yeah, we'll just you just be off here for a second, Yagi. But we'll try to get him back. Yeah, well, I'll be talking. Keep talking, or am I off here? Oh, you're off. Well, well, you're about to be, but I'll add him back in here. I think if he can. So anyway, no one can hear us for a minute. You can only hear me. But he's um, well. We've got Mike. Ringing away, don't know what he did, but we'll bring you back in. Oh, so yeah. both of you are back now. What'd you do, Mike? I got Telstra. Someone went coconut from the Big Island. Oh, they oh, shut dear. you right up, didn't they? They did oh, shut me down. Running, running through the list, and you know, there's a list of uh, list of people that have supported it, and you know, monkey spunks on side, and oh. owns owns with his truck wish he He'll be there. We know he will be there. We Londies, have... I can't speak highly of Londies. I want more potato cake. We might <laughs> might have to get uh, get some of the boys from the show on Saturday night. I think we can. Uh, we think we can. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get an, an appearance by the fox. But he keeps foxing around the hen house, and I'm just. Uh, I've heard a whisper he's not coming. I heard a whisper he had a low going west at that point in time. So. Really? I don't particularly know if he, yeah, that's what I've heard. But I'm, uh, 
I'm hoping he's just falling out of leg and he turns up in spirit and in force and, you know, Pearlcraft TV. I look at all the VDAC, they're all there. Wickham's, Wickham's straight lines have always been a good supporter of uh, mm. our truck shows. There you go. Yeah. You lot? Nah, there's some... Oh, the I... same with Jim Pearson Transport. <laughs> like, I thought, no, and I, just, I love them. I love them. They're all these big names, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Fo- fox has been lingering around. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think he, he says. Hey, what's the ex? He just might have messaged me then. He might be on Saturday. <laughs> he better be. Right. Yeah. We're trying to get the boss man, Darren. Darren is uh, he, he's a top mate and a good bloke, and we and we love him to the nth degree. A brother from another mother. And he <laughs> gets a little bit full on a couple of weeks out of the truck show. <laughs> bit, he's got a little, a little bit, bit going on the little fella fella he's just got to you know maybe we'll massage him into half an hour on, on Saturday night and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get uh, but yeah look if, if we've got the shiny print on the uh, shiny trucking life and yeah we're going to launch casino we'll have it in our hot little hands we'll be just sitting there so uh, if anyone can just wait for the first hour for us to read Truck them off, and then you come up and buy it. Eh? Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. They can't have it till at least ten o'clock. Yeah, we we have read it from about nine thirty to about ten thirty, ten forty five. We'll just um, be if, a little. We can all line up in an orderly file. Uh, just probably run north from the truck, and um, and we'll get to you. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So first one to bring his coffee might get the first uh, available coffee. But anyway, coffee, 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 coffee. Is that bacon egg rolls. Bacon egg rolls. No, I'm anyway, okay. we should, uh, I suppose we should wrap it up, shouldn't we? With I was going to try to pay out to the end of the hour, but I was, that's yeah. what I was doing there. Well, you, don't need, you don't need, you don't, you don't know. Quantity, quantity is not the issue, mate. Quality is the issue. Well, I, I that's why he kept talking. Truck show. And, hey, sorry, North Coast Petroleum Casino Truck Show, 5th of August, Casino TBD. Yeah. Be there, be there or be square. Right, eh? So you'll be there, Michael? I'll be square, mate. I'll, no, I'll be there. No, no. Well, that's there. you're staying at my house, aren't you? I am. I'm staying at the Evans Head Bend. We've actually just been renovating the high ace. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh, you know, to, we, just, uh, we want to go somewhere where he's got to complain about accommodation. Yeah. So we're just looking. We can park it very close to the veranda out the back. No, so no. if it is raining or something, you won't get wet. Hey, hey, did, what did you just say then? Hush that word out of your mouth. It will not rain on that weekend. It won't rain at, at Casino. It'll rain in Evans Head. Oh, I said, why, why do you keep talking about rain? No, nah, because it will rain in Evans Stop Head. It. If it's raining here, Stop it's it. not going to rain in Evans Head in that Casino. Well, I don't care what you said. Stop it. I'll vlog it. Coconut. Coconut. Stop good. Thank you, good people. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to have dinner. Oh, yeah? The West. Oh, I'm talk, talking about all this truck and stuff. It's kind of funny because I sit back here in WA and think, well, if you ended up with a WA system, we'd all have a bit more of a level field, wouldn't we? But anyway, would. I'll ponder that thought and I'll wander off into the West. All right, eh? <laughs> well, we might go out a bit of Keith Urban. We'll cut short and then we'll go to the news. But yeah. So thanks, everyone, tonight. That was a lovely little debate there at some point. Yeah. And we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it again. With we rules. We will. We'll get a new set of six, and we'll come down from. We'll take the ball into the wind, and we'll get some yeah. more punches on, and we'll uh, we'll have another go. Because I've had a couple of wet machines, and I've been trying to call her to come in and talk about waiting. Yeah. 
And, they, and thanks uh, to everyone that's texted us. It's just yeah, been I'm sure we love it. Mine's yeah. got off like a bloody. Uh, mine's got off like a bloody poker machine on a jackpot. Mm. So uh, you're in the money. Oh, hang on, hang on. Can confirm. Can confirm. Two special guests for Saturday night. Ooh, yeah. right on the road radio talking right Nino Truck Show. Can confirm. Yeah. Right yeah. The number one truck parker and the number one man himself. Mm. Oh yeah, they're on. No, they're on. I'm all, I'm already booked to come in. So who are you talking about? Coconut. Oh, da- <laughs> <laughs> Play the music. Play the news. Right, Thanks, everyone. We'll be uh, here on Saturday night. Eh? We will. Right. When I wake up. In the morning light